serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Blake Gazaway here with you from the Adaka Norm Direct Broadcast booth, joined by Ben Schmidt as we are set for game two of Renegades doubleheader action as the Renegades drop game one to the Des Moines Peak Prospects by a score of two to one. As we talked about, Ben, in our postgame show, 10 out of the 12 games that the Renegades have won, they only give up two runs. They would win 10 out of those 12. Yeah, the pitching was not the problem. I mean, when you lose two to nothing, that's usually the pitching isn't the issue, and that was the same thing that happened in game one. Even though it was only seven innings, uh, Braden Boyer was magnificent, Xander Lovin in his one inning in relief. Both of them really attacked the zone, weren't really falling behind. Lovin obviously only faced three batters and went three up, three out. But Boyer only walked three and was not in a whole lot of three ball counts. So he was working quick, getting ahead, but just no match on the offensive side against Drew Kahn. I mean, uh, you can say the same thing that Boyer did for Kahn, where he maybe did it even better, was not falling behind, was was working ahead quickly to batters, and it it showed in the final stat line when he struck it. I believe it was eight strikeouts, the no runs. Didn't even walk a single batter. It was just the two base runners were both hits, and that's why he went the full seven. Yeah, he uh, got the complete game and came out throwing strikes and throwing uh, really much, pretty much whatever he wanted to do out there. As uh, we'll get the starters for Des Moines here in just a little bit. Again, double headers. we got to kind of hurry things through. So we'll take a look at the starters for your Renegades as they will start in center field. Batting leadoff will be Adonis Forte. In left field, batting second will be Cole Wagner, right fielder. Batting third will be Jack Matishak. 
Catching, batting fourth will be Luke Fuller. Designated hitter, batting fifth will be T.J. Rockerbomber. Playing on third base, batting sixth will be Jackson Lovich. Second baseman, batting seventh, Colby Ott. At first base, batting eighth, eighth is Ian Nolf. And shortstop, batting ninth. Wearing number 19, although uh, good luck trying to tell what jersey number he is out there, is Taylor Hopkins as he's got a dirty, dirty uniform right now. At least the front side of him is uh, dirt covered. The back side maybe not so much as of yet, but he uh, spent a lot of time, had an incredible grab over here in foul territory that was going uh, away from us out in the outfield. So he is uh, going to have to visit our friends at Capital Laundry to uh, get that uniform shined up and ready to go for a future game. And, of course, on the mound is Carter Gorling. As Gorling, a 6'3", 200-pound freshman, he is a infielder and a pitcher, right-hander across the board. But tonight we'll see that right arm on the mound. He is from the Woodland, Texas, and plays at Colorado Mines. So he will get the start here for the renegades as uh, leading off for the uh, peak prospects will be tai chi nikayo i butcher that too bad i was told tai chi nikayo so okay right there, so yeah. so but but goring he's only making his third start on the mound of the season but in the first two we saw him get better in each of them went four and two-thirds in the first one of five innings his last time out as he fires in a strike one. But it, it, especially in the last time out in Clorinda last week, was attacking early. I believe he took the loss in that game because the Renegades dropped both of them. But it's just been steady improvement. Hopefully that continues today. So an offering from Gorling. That one's going to be hit on the end of the bat. Mattishak will go back a few steps. Now he'll camp under it, make the grab for out number one. So two pitches in. First batter is retired. As uh, you said, Gorling continuing just to kind of pick up a little bit of speed. And this will be third baseman Kevin Javier stepping in on the right-hand side of the plate. But that's really what you want to do, what you want to happen is, uh, you know, you want them to uh, pick up just a little bit as they go. And, you know, we're obviously trying to play for postseason Mink League Baseball. So that's uh, on that uphill side is what you want. His first pitch in there is called strike one. And Gorling, too, after that first start here at home about a week or so ago, didn't know if he was going to stay in the rotation, but as since has as been given at least two more opportunities as the Renegades look to miss and match pitchers here through July, and we'll see how long this opportunity continues for him. Well, that pitch is going to be fouled off, so Javier will be down in the count at 0-2 now. They're going to trade out baseballs here. Again, Luke Fuller behind home plate here. He's settled in as one of the three catchers here. He's played in the outfield. He's played in the infield. Now he's... Been a few games behind home plate here, so have a good rotation between him and Rocker Bomber as well as Herschler. The three of them rotating through. 0-2 offering. That one's going to hit the batter, so Javier is going to be plunked on the shoulder. He's going to have first base awarded him with one out here. Yeah, Goring in that last timeout did just pull up his, his stats. He did take the loss against Clorinda last week, the second of two games that the Renegades dropped. But went five innings, struck out five, only walked one, and gave up the three runs. Just unfortunately for Goring, he had to go up against Brian Kraft that night, who not only got the win, but then was given the uh, pitcher of the week in the Mink League. So tough luck there for Goring. And uh, he, he was able to dodge a bullet, not having to face Khan in game one. We'll see what the, the uh, peak prospects throw out there against Goring in game two. So Gorling will look in. Now runner on first base with one out here. That first pitch is going to uh, miss outside, so that'll make it one ball and no strike. And that's Cole Yearsley, the left fielder, stepping in. He's a left-handed batter. He's ahead in the count, one ball and no strikes. That pitch is going to miss outside. That makes it 2-0. 
Outside of Drew Kahn, you could probably argue that Yearsley was the player of the game for the peak prospects in game one. Singled and scored in the fourth and then hit that solo bomb to left field opposite way in the sixth inning was involved in both of the two runs they scored. That pitch misses downstairs, so we'll go three balls and no strikes. On the home run that Yearsley, that Yearsley hit off the bat to left, I think both you and I thought that that one wasn't going to get out of here. Maybe off the wall for extra bases, but once that thing got up into the air, it just kept carrying and carrying. I think Ross Lovitz thought the same thing because he went into that wall chest first. Yeah, it was not a uh, well-hit I mean, it was a well-hit ball, but it wasn't the, the uh, best ball we've ever seen hit, but it just kept carrying and carrying and carrying. The next thing you know, it goes out of the ballpark. So I think Lovich maybe lost track of where he was at. Ricardo has continues to show some promises to play because he comes back and walks here to get his first set bat going in game two. It's like we have a listener down in Ackland, a Euclid. Your guess is as good as mine. It is in New Zealand, so clearly we're not up on our New Zealand territories here. Thanks for listening, though. Yeah, we're glad you're tuned in tonight here on the Show Me Sports Network. Uh-oh. That pitch is going to be a well-hit ball. And going back, making the grab from second base is Ott. He throws back to first. Does not get the runner there as Nick Prather. Going to be out number two. He was the first baseman. He flies out as Ott. Great job there. You heard me say, uh-oh, off the bat, I thought that one was headed for no man's land in shallow center. But like you said, Ott. Uh, had a great break on the ball and then went out and leaped to save a, a catch. With the runners having to hold, probably would not have scored the runner from second, but at the very least would have meant bases loaded and one out. So this will be designated hitter and Nick George stepping in. First time we're seeing George today. Didn't play in the first game. So two outs here, runner on, on first and second. That pitch is going to be upstairs and outside, ball one. Don't even think we really mentioned either. Luke Fuller, who DH in the first game, is behind the dish in game two. It's pretty easy to tell with the all-red gear, but uh, someone who has played, you don't see a lot of people play outfield, infield, and catch, and Fuller has done all three this season. The only thing we haven't seen him is get on the mound, but you know what? If we wait long enough, we might see him uh, get back there at some, or get on the mound at some point. So one ball, no strike count. Next delivery from Gorley. That one fouled back off the uh, face mask. And he's going to be in the home run derby on Sunday. How many participants are in that? Four, eight? Uh, so each team gets to send one. So okay. not sure exactly how they're going to do it this year with having an odd number because there's nine teams in the Mink League. Last year they just did a random draw. I believe that's is that your cell phone. Yep. Yep, that'd be a good guess. Yeah, our equipment doesn't like cell phones for some reason, so. One ball, one strike count. Gorling, long look in there. So he'll get the call from Fuller. He'll check the runner at second. Hopkins comes over to kind of hold him on. Now he's just shadowing. And there'll be time called as Hopkins trying to shadow. I think that's a good thing for Gorling. Even though he was the one who called time, there was just so much going on there looking back to second and home. If he delivers a pitch there, I don't know if it would have necessarily been the best one that he was able to make in a 1-1 count. I think you're absolutely right on that. So wise decision there for Gorling to step off. Again, two runners on here with two outs. One ball, one strike count. And Hopkins trying to hold the lead runner on. That one's going to be in there for called strike two. So Gorling trying to retire the batter here and get out of the inning after giving up a hit-by-pitch followed by a walk. 
Lee's trying to get out of here, give his chance a team to split the doubleheader here after they lost game one by a score of two to nothing. Looks like Zelinski's the one who's on deck. He drove in the first run with the sack fly in the first game. One ball, two strike count. That pitch, that's going to be a slow roller. It's going to be taken at second by Ott. He'll throw to first to Nolf in time for out number three. As that goes as a 4-3 put out to end the inning. So two were left on the base path. No runs are put up. We'll go to the bottom half of the frame as you're listening to exclusive coverage. Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. We go here to the bottom of the first inning as it'll be Adonis Forte, the center fielder, leading off for the Renegades. As for Forte, he is 5'11", 185-pound freshman from Omaha, Nebraska, plays at Rockhurst. Left-handed batter, he is a right-handed thrower. Forte didn't have the best game at the plate in game one, but you really, I don't think you could say that anyone for the Renegades had a great day at the plate in game one. First pitch to him is going to be low ball one. As on the mound is Trey Castell. Trey Castile, rather. 1-0 offering. That one's going to be a hit in the air. That'll go foul as Forte will be even on the count of one ball and one strike. Looks like this will be Trey Castile's sixth appearance, sophomore pitcher. So next pitch will be on its way, 1-1 offering. That one missed just a little bit outside. Makes the count, two balls and one strike. Looking at this pitching staff overall for the Peak Prospects, it's a, long, a, fresh, a lot of freshmen and sophomores. That pitch is also going to miss. I mean, Drew. When you look at this pitching staff, Drew Khan is the only is the only one that's junior or older. They don't have a senior, and Khan is the only one that's older than a sophomore. It's a young staff. That one bounces across home plate. So, leadoff walk is going to be issued to Adonis Forte. Some of that may be attributed to their young squad, as they've got uh, several youth teams that they help are involved with. They've got like a 12U and a 14U and an 18U and all kinds of other ages that they do. So that's 
I think part of it is they're building their program. This will be Cole Wagner stepping in. Wagner, 5'8", 170-pound freshman. He is from Festus, Missouri. He also plays at Rockhurst. Left-hander across the board. So just realize that. Him and Adonis, I think I knew that, but uh, know each other outside of the Renegades. like the approach that Adonis and then Wagner on that first pitch have taken. They are going to wait and make sure that Castillo is going to throw them strikes. We've seen Wagner not be afraid to take a walk. I believe there was one game where he walked three or four times a week or two ago. He has been very patient up there. And I think that's part of the reason, uh, when you look back during the season, Cole Wagner is not a guy that was batting in the two spot in the order, but he has been elevated since and it has made his mark in the top of the lineup. That was a throw over to first base. Gorling, or sorry, uh, Forte back safely. Orlean on the mound for the Renegades. Castile on the mound for the Peak Prospects as that one misses for ball two. So it'll be 2-0 oh the count as Wagner will step back in. Again on the right-hand, sorry, left-hand side of the plate. I'm all confused now. So. Well, it's tough because it's the, it is, it's the right side from our point of view, but you always have to remember that left-handed hitter is standing in the right side of the box. I'm trying to do too many things at one time. Again, trying to figure out who our New Zealand listener is. We're glad you tuned in. That one's going to be fouled off. Wagner trying to hold up on it, check the swing, but connected with the ball. So if you are our new, what do you call New Zealand? New, new Zealanders? New Zealandites? You're, new well, once again, your guess is as good as mine on that one. New I'm Ze- not up to date on my New Zealand, <laughs> my New Zealand facts, history. So two balls, one strike count, but if that's you listening, send us a message on our Facebook as Forte's going to steal second base. He's in there safely. That was not even close, so he has another stolen base. Man, was that a perfect throw, though. I mean, Forte got a giant jump and was in there with a head first slide, but from the catcher, that, I mean, that was about as perfect as a throw down as he could have possibly made. Yeah, Morales did put some good heat on it. was in the right spot, but Forte... Has a good jump, again, dancing around out at second base. That one bounces across home plate. So Wagner will be issued a free pass. So now it'll be runners on first and second with nobody out via two walks. As stepping in now, this will be uh, Jack Matishak, foot, 210-pound freshman. He's from Kirkwood, Missouri. Plays at Jefferson College. Left-handed batter, right-handed thrower. As his parents at the game here tonight, so... Glad they came out here to the ballpark. They don't miss too many of his games. We talked about, and I'll, I'll wait to get to that after this first pitch. First pitch to Matoshack upstairs, ball one. We talked about Taylor Hopkins' great lead in stolen base in, in game one and how far off the back he was in the jump that he got. I mean, Adonis Fortan, his steal there a moment ago made that look childish. He said, here, I'll, I'll raise you one. He was off and running halfway to second, probably before that pitch was even caught in the catcher's glove. That one downstairs and low. That makes it ball two. As Castile. Love to see this. All three, Forte, Wagner, and now Matashek. It's just uh, the approach has been I'm not going to even think about swing until you throw me at least one strike and, and make it competitive, too. I would, I would, I'm not the manager and I'm not the one up there in the batter's box, but I guess Matashek is going to take until he sees a strike here. Well, that pitch, that one's going to be way upstairs and inside, so that'll make the count three balls and no strikes. In Castile, having a little bit of command trouble here. He's already got two renegades on the base path and nobody out. He's pushing to make it three here. That would be Luke Fuller, the catcher in the on-deck circle. You giving Matashek the red light here at 3-0? Red light or green light? I'd give him him the green light. If it's down central, I say swing at it for the fences. 
Yeah, that's probably a good pitch to take because even though it was a called strike, it, the where it was at, the only option for Matashek there is probably to try and take that to left field. Yeah, it's a good take there. He's got the room to uh, play with, being ahead in the count 3-0. Now it's 3-1. and 3-1 offering. That one is going to be strike two. Look like almost the same place. So now we're full of three balls and two strikes. Yeah, I don't... I mean, anything that's near the outside corner of the plate, in, in Matashek's case, I think you got to pull the trigger here. It looks like that's a, a pitch that's going to be called at least to the left-handed batters. So two on, nobody out. That one in the same spot for a backwards K as Matashek is retired for out number one. Now this will be Luke Fuller stepping in as Fuller, a 6'1", 200-pound freshman. He plays at Drury. He calls Chesterfield, Missouri home. He's a right-hander across the board. So he is also one of the seven all-star representatives for the Renegades. He'll be the one representing the Renegades in the home run contest as that first pitched him downstairs. Ball one, that sun just creeping ever so slowly down to go behind the tree line. It'll cool off at least probably 10 or 15 degrees or so it'll feel like. One ball, no strike count. Again, pitcher looks in. It's Castile. There's going to be a chopper that's going to be taken by the second baseman. He'll throw to first for out number two. But Forte and Wagner all move forward to base. Yeah, that was about as close to a Baltimore chop as you could get, and that one was hit basically straight into the ground. Uh, sadly, not high enough and slow enough to give Fuller enough time to reach first. But... Uh, that's, that's a ball maybe if one of the Renegades faster runners and maybe Wagner or Forte, we might be looking at a, a runner safe at first there. So this is T.J. Rockerbomber, 5'10", 185-pound freshman. He's from Herman, Missouri. He plays in Emporia State. He's a left-handed batter, right-handed thrower. He's DHing for for this game here. First pitch to him. Outside and upstairs, ball one. He has an act for hitting in some ribbies. Had some last night. In game two, most importantly, he's the reason we got the walk-off win in game one as he hit a three-run shot over the right field fence. Sorry, that was two. That was a couple nights ago, I should say. That one is going to be outside. That's the thing with all these games, six games in four days, they all run together. That was, that was on uh, Wednesday in game one of the doubleheader. He won it bottom of the seventh. It was two outs, full count. Rerun shot goes over the wall in right field. So two balls, no strike count. Next pitch, that one bounces across home plate. So he'll be heading to count at 3-0. You you can tell Forte is trying to do everything he can to get in the mind of the, both the pitcher and the catcher off at third base. He's dancing, going back and forth. I mean, with a right-handed pitcher, I mean, he's looking almost right at Forte. And, and Adonis is, I mean, it's, it's the same thing we've seen all season from him. But if, if he can force maybe a mistake, a pitch bounce in there, Adonis is trying to do it. So three balls and no strikes. Again, two outs here. That one upstairs. So a four-pitch walk issued to Rocker Bomber as he will be headed down to first base. Now this will be third baseman in Jackson Lovich. As for Lovich, he's 6'4", 180-pound middle infielder. He hails from Overland Park, Kansas, and he will be a Mizzou Tiger wearing the Tiger stripes here this spring. You know, we're going to have to get together and maybe go to a couple of uh, games and cheer them on. Absolutely. First offering, that one's going to be inside for called strike one. They had a lot of movement as Lovich turned like it was going to hit him in the back, and then it puts the left-hand turn signal on and crosses the strike zone. 
So no balls and one strike. Again, two outs here. Castile's next pitch, that one upstairs and inside. Little chin music there for him. Yeah, you mentioned those Mizzou games, especially a little earlier in the season when it's a little colder. You're not going to find a whole lot of trouble finding a ticket to one of those games Absolutely. at a decent price. So. Then we'll be at the game complaining about how chilly it is, so we're never happy. It's too hot here and too cold. Oh, no, I would prefer the cold over this any day. That one, they're going to say called strike two. So one ball, two strike count. And you, sun officially behind the cloud, the uh, trees and the clouds over there. So it's going to be a great night here for baseball. Renegades trying to battle back after losing game one, two to nothing. So bases loaded. There's going to be a well-hit ball. Center fielder going back on it. He's going to camp under it at the warning track. couple steps in, he'll make the grab for out number three. So Lovich gives it a ride, but the ballpark holds it. Is that 375 out there? He hit that about 367, 368, somewhere in there, maybe 370, but it wasn't enough to get out of here. So we'll take a quick break and be back as we go to the top of the second inning as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions we go to the top of the second inning as this will be batters six seven and eight do up this will be right fielder and Rhett Zelensky It'll be Jenkins, and then Morales will be the three that are due up. Yeah, I mentioned Zelensky was the one who drove in the run with the sack fly in the first game. The first of the two runs on a play where Adonis Forte almost gunned down a man at the plate. That pitch is outside for ball one as Gorling in his second inning to work here. One ball, no strike count. Next pitch on its way. That one in there for called strike one, so we'll go even a one-ball, one-strike. Again, good contingent of fans have made their way out here to the ballpark here on Friday night. 1-1 offering. That one swung on and missed for strike number two. Yeah, I guess this is one of the most populated doubleheaders we've had. This is, what, the third one here at Vivian Field, and I would guess this one takes the cake in terms of attendance. You're absolutely right on that. However, none of us like doubleheaders. They're too hot. They start too early. That one fouled off. So we'll still stay at one ball and two strikes. Kids get a chance to run the bases after the game. All those kids and those young at heart get a chance to be out there. Players will be out there. 
Also signing autographs, having a good time. One ball, two strike count from Gorley. That next pitch, that one called strike three on the outside part of the plate. If you're going to ring up up on the outside corner to lefties, you got to do the same to the righties. And Gorlin gets the call there on a pitch that was, was just on the outside corner. So now this will be shortstop in, late, in uh, Leighton Jenkins. So he will step in now. He said this is, yeah. Jennings was one of the players in the first game. Let me get his line from that one. He's going to hit a slow roller, and it's going to be fair as Lovich trips at third base. That'll be a base hit. It's tough play anyways as that trickled down the line. We confirmed with Tom that it is a single, so I'm glad Tom's here because he keeps us in line. Yeah, Jennings, who went 0 for 3 in the first one, gets his first hit of the two games. Even if Lovich fields that ball, I mean, it was hit just on the third base line, so he was coming in. He fielded that almost with both feet in foul territory, and moving all the way to his right, it, it would have been a pretty incredible throw for him to make, and I don't know if some of even the, the better defensive shortstops or even third baseman, I guess, is where Lovich that night make that throw. So Gorling will look in here as one out in the frame, one runner on. That pitch swung on and missed for strike one. You know, you're, you're right about that. It's going to be a tough play, so in all reality, that might actually, you know, be beneficial that he did not get the throw over there. As uh, that's just, it's a long ways to throw it over there. And as you said, his momentum's taking him towards the dugout, so away from everywhere that he needs to be throwing it. Oh, one offering that one in there for called strike two. So Morales will be down in the count here as one out on the board, a runner on first base. That's Jenkins. Yeah, it was hit harder than a swinging bunt, but it was in, it was so many bounces. By the time Lovich fielded it on a hop, probably three or four. It especially with Jennings, it, it would have been a tough play. Gorling will get set on the rubber. 0-2 offering. That one called strike three. So the two outs by backwards K with a single split between them. Now this will be center fielder and Bryce Hall as he will step in here. Runner on first and two outs. Yeah, that pitch at the knees or maybe even a bit just below. And with Gorling, he's been so good to attack the zone his first time through the order. I can pretty much guarantee you if, if Goring had been all over the place walking guys left and right, he doesn't get that call, but he has been so predominantly in the strike zone. Fires one that's probably at least just below the knees, but he gets the call because he's been firing so many strikes. That pitch misses low ball one, so it'll be 1-0 against Hall. That's Gorling trying to work out of giving a one-out single. Again, tough play at third, so Gorling looks back in, gets the sign from Fuller. Runner's going to go to second. The pitch looked to be good. Throw is there. Tag is in there, and the runner is caught stealing as Jenkins will be out number three as he is caught headed into second base. So that will end the frame as Hall was at bat. I don't know if that was a strike or a ball, but doesn't matter either way as that goes as out number three. So we'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex, Doc and Norm Direct is back. 
better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Stop and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stop and Norm Direct. Leading off the inning here will be Colby Ott. We'll get Ott's line here in just a second as Ott. We batter 7, 8, and 9 due up. First pitch to him in there called strike one. As for Ott, he's a 5'10", 180-pound freshman. He is from Festus, Missouri, plays at Jefferson College. Right-handed batter, right-handed thrower. That one's going to be fouled off, so... He will be down in the count at 0-2. Again, it'll be batters 7, 8, and 9 will be due up. That'll be Ott, Nolf, and Hopkins. You could probably make an argument that Ott has been consistently the best, or not Missouri, I wanted to say Missouri, the best Renegades defender all season. He's been at short and second base pretty much every play to be made. You don't see him bobble or throw away a ball too often. So 0-2 offering, that one outside. So we'll go one ball, two strike count. Yeah, I don't know. We need to come up with our own version of Golden Glove, but for the Mink League, yeah, I think he'd be a contender for that. If, if I'm if I'm picking through a couple, if I'm doing nominations, Ott's at least one of them. There's going to be a ball that's going to be hit on the uh, money to the shortstop. He'll glove throw to first for out number one as that goes as a 6-3 put out. Now this will be first baseman and Ian Nolf stepping in as Nolf, 6'290 pound freshman. He is from Wardsville, Missouri. Plays at Columbia College. Right hander across the board. He's been one of the. Uh, I mean, Renegades with their first baseman. Two out of three of them that they rotate in. They're also pitch. And Nolf, I think, pitched an inning last week. Yeah, he did. That first pitch upstairs, ball one. If I remember correctly. If I remember correctly, uh, Nolf went to Blair Oaks, and so he's very familiar with head coach. For the Renegades, also for Blair Oaks and Mike D'Amelio. That one misses ball, too. So, yeah, he came in, uh, I think it was last week, came off of first base and came in in relief, pitched, completed the inning. So that pitch is going to be outside for ball three. Yeah, same, same sort of thing here in the second that we saw in the first. Even though the Renegades haven't scored yet, they're being patient. And Nolf has done the same thing so far. Interesting, Nolf, one of those guys that bats with the open stand. Left heel is almost on the chalk. That one's going to be down central for called strike one. You're uh, you're very correct on that. He really opens that up, but then obviously once the uh, pitch is headed uh, home or the pitcher starts through that process, he brings that left foot up more towards the center of the box and keeps that weight on that back foot. That one downstairs, so a five-pitch walk issued with one out here to Nolf. So now this will be a shortstop in Taylor Hopkins. As for Hopkins, he's 5'11", 190-pound freshman. He's uh, from Jefferson City, so hometown boy. Plays at William William Woods. He's a righty across the board. See his cheering section has made it out to the ballpark again. I don't think they've missed a game yet. Hopkins is throw over. 
not in time. Hopkins has really picked things up as the season gone on. Obviously an incoming freshman. It's going to take some time to, to pick up the game speed of pitching, but especially of these last week or two, man, I mean, Taylor Hopkins has been one of the most consistent hitters in this lineup. So first offering, he's going to take a big swing and a miss there as Castile throws him the heater. Can't lay off of it, but couldn't get connected to it. So it'll put him down in the count at 0-1. Again, one out here as we play in the bottom of the second inning. And game two of our doubleheader here, another throw back to first base. Nolf back safely. We just barely broke the two-hour mark for the pregame and the postgame and the broadcast of game one. So it was a very quick game and a very quick broadcast. Just didn't fall in the win column for the Renegades. That's the only thing that we were missing. So 0-1 offering from Castile on his way. That one low and outside. That evens a count at one ball and one strike. As we just pass 8 o'clock here, Blake Gazaway with you. Joined by Ben Schmidt from the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Remember, go riding with Doc and Norm, Mid-Missouri's leader in Premier Group Travel. Group sizes of 1 to 100 and beyond, they do it all. That pitch swung on and missed. That evens or takes it to one ball, two strikes. As Doc and Norm, they're also the official transportation provider for the Renegades. They get us through all of our road games safely, efficiently, most importantly, in style with an ice-cold air conditioner. To book your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email at reservations at moexpress.com. That one on the outside part of the plate, that called strike four, strike three. That makes it out number two. So both pitchers have some backwards Ks in their score sheet right now. As now we'll go back to the top of the lineup to Adonis Forte as he walked, then stole second base, then was moved to third but got stranded there in the bottom of the first inning. Yeah, good to see Forte get things going after the 0-3 game in game one this afternoon. We'll see if he can make it two straight appearances where he reaches base. That pitch outside, ball one. And did get the chance to say it about Taylor Hopkins because he had bad ended kind of quickly. I, I think the real turning point for him this season was a couple weeks ago on the 25th when he hit that walk-off against Sedalia. When he came on after the game, he said right to my face, hey, I was in a little bit of a slump. That one. Catches the outside part of the plate, evens the count of one ball, one strike. Yeah, and for, for Hopkins to be called on in that situation a couple weeks ago to come off the bench, pinch hit, hit the walk-off, and break what he even called as a slump, I think that was a big turning point because it feels like ever since then he's been he's been really turning it up in, in terms of his timing. There's going to be a ball that's going to hit foul. It'll get out of play. So that'll make it one ball and two strikes. You know, I think right now what his problem is here in game one and then we're carrying over here in game two is because he's got those red gloves on. He doesn't have the lime green gloves on. Well, yeah, they certainly worked last night. I guess Protoss Total used them on Wednesday as well for the doubleheader. I mean, Taylor Hopkins was probably on, what, three or four times last night? It seemed like every time he came to the plate, Pretty he was much. on. And I know St. Joe didn't have the best night on the mound, and there were a lot of renegades who reached base a couple of times, but yeah, maybe that's it's, it's the new Mattestrack cleats thing. So Nolf will take a lead on first base as Forte digs back in on the left-hand side. One-two offering. That one misses low and outside, so we'll go even at two balls, two strikes. And one thing I notice about Morales behind home plate here, he's doing a great job, don't get me wrong, but if you watch him here, watch how low he gives the signal as I can see his hand poking out between his legs. Yeah, so we got we got four fingers inside, now three, 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 whatever that means. But he really puts that hand way down in the dirt. A 2-2 offering. That one swung on and missed for out number three. As I don't know, Ben, if you're much of a sign stealer, but 
It, it, it means something. We just I don't know what it means. I can't tell you with that. I mean, he came with the heater, and it pretty much exactly where Morales set up, that's where the pitch was delivered. He said, here, Adonis, try and hit it, and Forte was late for that number three. So we'll go to the third inning here, still scoreless. As you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran-owned business we go to the top of the third inning here as coming back for his second plate appearance as the first one was ended prematurely as bryce hall as he was at bat when jenkins was caught stealing gunned down by fuller Second, second time a peak prospects hitter has been at the plate when someone got caught stealing. That one in there for strike one. So we said Hall was at bat when Jenkins was caught trying to steal second base. So he gets, we'll call that a do-over. That one misses. He gets a count of one ball, one strike. I believe when this happened in game one, it was Yersley at the plate when the runner was caught stealing, right. and then he hit the home run the next inning. So yeah, that was not a good do-over. Hopefully it's not the same thing here. One ball, one strike count. There's going to be a bouncing ball. It'll be gloved by T-Hops at short. He'll throw it first to Nolf in time. Three pitches, one out. Yeah, much better result on the do-over this time for the Renegades. It's, uh, it's a bouncing ball to short, like you said, and Hopkins no trouble there delivering it over to first route number one. So now we'll go back to the top of the lineup as Tai Chi Nakeo. Nakeo? Did I say it? How do I? Nakeo. Nakeo. Tai Chi Nakeo. Nakeo. Yeah. I'll get it right. Eventually, by the end of the game, I'll get it right. First pitch swung on and missed for strike one. It's okay. There was, I, I don't remember who, but there was one where I just wrote the name wrong, and I it was about the eighth inning when I figured out that it was the wrong name. That one is low and outside. Tried to get him to chase that one, but he did not go for it. Looks like they have first baseman pulled a little towards the bag. Everyone else on the infield for the Renegades playing pretty much straight up. One ball, one strike, count, one out. That pitch, same location, low and outside. So that'll make it two balls and one strike. Again here, it's the first of a couple days here celebrating family weekend here as we've got a lot of the Renegades players families here look for some more tomorrow that one's going to be fouled up get out of play we'll go even at two balls two strikes as tomorrow night a non-league game the Queen City Crush they're from Queen City they have the Crush moniker that's about all I know about I, them I'm, I couldn't tell you where Queen City is if I'm being completely Where's honest Queen City Ashley 
It's somewhere here in the Midwest. That one missed. So Dwayne, we'll go Dwayne told me two. last night, but I don't remember where. I think it's you might Kansas be right about City. Kansas City. It's in the Midwest. That's all we need to know. Payoff pitch on its way. That one in there called strike three for out number two. Boy, the backwards Ks are plentiful here in our game tonight. That is the third one for Gorling, and there's been two backwards Ks, but three strikeouts total for Castillo on the mound for the peak prospects. Now this will be Javier. Kevin Javier, first pitch, swung on and missed. Strike one. Gorling looks real good tonight. I mean, if he continues this, uh, season high in innings is five. He could go six or seven here. And it's just, he just keeps taking a step up every time he gets out there on the mound. So one offering on its way. That one gets by Fuller. So that'll even the count at one ball and one strike. I think after that backward strikeout, he, Carter right there on that pitch, I think was a little pumped up because it looked like he put about everything he had into that fastball and it really was nowhere close. So one ball, one strike count. Gorling gets the sign from Fuller. Next pitch on its way. That one swung on and missed for strike number two. Yeah, I'll second what I just said because on that pitch, much more controlled. Gorling finished and finished on the mound. The, the one prior that he put about everything he had into, uh, when he came down and finished, he was standing on the grass in front of the mound. That one is a bit outside, so we go even at two balls, two strikes. Gorling again. We'll tow the rubber. He'll take a couple of deep breaths. He'll get the sign. 2-2 offering on its way. And that one, they say he went around. Strikeout number four. Out number three. So we'll go to the bottom of the third inning. As three up and three down. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. So we will go to the bottom of the third inning here. As it'll be Wagner, Matishak, and Fuller will be the three do up. That's batters two, three, and four for the Renegades here. As Wagner walked his last time up, he was moved over to second base. Then got stranded there. Still scoreless here. One of these days I'll figure out where to set my phone and where not to set my phone. I get a very rude reminders. I'm sure everyone <laughs> does when I put it in the wrong spot. So first pitch is low ball one. 
No surprise, Wagner moving ahead 1-0 on account. It, it feels like every time he's up there, he's he's worked it to his advantage. The 1-0 offering, that one called strike one, so that'll even it at one ball, one strike. Again, no runs here as we play in the bottom of the third inning. No runs on either team. That I didn't one. even see what just happened there to the catcher. He hit something on the throw because the throw only made it about halfway back to the yeah, mound. I don't know what he caught. He might have caught the uh, umpire. Everyone looks to be all right, though, thankfully. Yeah, I think he was he was going to throw, and umpire was leaning over, and he got a finger in the mask there. So one ball, one strike count. Steele's next offering. There's going to be a ball hit into left field. Left fielder going back on it. That's Yearsley. He'll make the grab for out number one. See, that goes back to the thing with Yearsley's homer in the first off the or in the first game. Off the bat, if you just had me pick which one I thought was going to go out, I would have said that one right there to Wagner, and that one didn't even come close to the warning track, yet Yearsley's home run in the first game made it over the wall out of here. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thing there, especially with the lefties heading out to left field. It's just so tough to tell. But now stepping in, this will be right fielder and Jack Matashak. See his parents, again, I talked about it, made their way to the ballpark here. They haven't missed too many games, so they're here to cheer them on on family weekend. First pitch, he's going to rip that one foul. Hit that thing a mile over the third base dugout, so Matashak will be down to the count at 0-1. Speaking of family weekend, it looks like we got a family, some sort of race that's going to go on here in this next half inning, getting started out to the left side, our left side. So no balls and one strike count. Castillo looks in. Matashak stepped out for a minute. Now he steps back in at windmill of bat. Now he's set. Delivery's on its way. That one's going to be fouled straight back, so he'll be down in the count at 0-2. And Luke Fuller, the catcher in the on-deck circle, he into a fielder's choice and his only at-bat so far. Matashek definitely had the best hit for the Renegades in game one is the one he split in the right center field gap and led him to get the Renegades' first hit of the game and their only extra base. 0-2 the offering, there's a bouncing ball. It's going to be gloved by the second baseman. He'll sidearm to first for out number two as that goes as a 4-3 put out. Now this will be catcher and Luke Fuller. He hit into a 4-3 fielder's choice earlier. So he's looking to get off the schneid here. Renegades going on inning number 10 in a row of, of being shut out, kept off the board here today. And now tonight, if Fuller cannot get things going here in the third. He looks in. First pitch outside part of the plate called strike one. Fuller digs back in. He'll get that bat set. 0-1 offering on its way. That one gets by everybody, bounces off the retaining wall, and heads towards third base. I'd be interested to see Luke Fuller's stats break down at the plate correlating to where he's playing in the field that night. Is there is there one position where he then hits hits the best at the plate? I'm, I'm sure obviously doesn't impact him, but it'd just be fun to see. Um, you, you have people figure that type of stuff out in the major leagues, but well, obviously not We have not Ashley here. to figure that out for yeah. us, so. 1-1 offering on its way. There's going to be a ball sliced to the second baseman. He'll take the slow roller, and he'll throw to first for out number three. So while we're at a break here, Ashley's going to figure out that uh, stat percentage, what you talked about, and we'll have that when we come back. So you're listening to exclusive coverage Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Riverville Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverville Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverville Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverville Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. Well, the Renegades retired 1-2-3 fashion as we will go to the next frame here. Carter Gorling still on the mound having a great start here for the Renegades. You've talked about this, Ben, really impressed. It just seems like each time he gets on the mound, he's just that much better. Yeah, and especially, too, in last last start, I believe, only had the one walk. And then tonight, has, 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 he, has he walked a batter yet tonight? Regardless, he's just been pumping strikes in the zone. He I had think. a hit by pitch and a walk in the first inning. Okay. Other than that, he's just given up one hit. So, and, and it just feels like he's been a head-to-hitter as he's firing strikes. It's not been a lot of times where he's behind in a 3-1 count or a 2-0 count. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Uh, obviously, going only to start number three, it, it's something to keep an eye on. So this will be uh, Yearsley. First pitch to him, swung on and missed, strike one. Well, we know he has opposite field power. That he does for sure. So he will dig back in again, left-handed batter. He was the one that walked, the only walk that Gorlean has given up. A one offering on its way. That one's going to be fouled out of play. So he'll be down in the count at 0-2. And, and it's, it's exactly like this. I mean, 0-2, 1-2. It's, it seems like every count, every batter is, is really having a fight. And that's works. It's big for Gorlean because now he can try and get guys to chase when he's ahead 0-2 rather than being behind 3-1. So 0-2 offering that one outside. Feels like it's been really fastball heavy for Gorling so far in this one. One fastball there outside, didn't get a chase. So that pitch, that's going to be a bouncing ball and diving grab. And th- by Ott throw to first, they say he's safe. Looked like of a little bit of a shift there may have actually hurt the Renegades because Ott was pulled a little closer to the second base bag. And if he's playing straight up at second, that's only a couple steps to his left. But he had to come way over to the left and make a sliding play. And, and then it turned out to be a bang-bang play at first. Mike comes out to have a conversation. Going to go have the field umpire, the home plate umpire discuss. The other thing, too, is that I think Nolf came over to his right at first to try and field the ball. And then when he came back to then cover the bag, it could have been a play where might not have had his foot on the bag either. So they do say that a runner is safe, that's Yearsley. But you know what? That's just Mike being a good head coach and being his, doing his due diligence 
is for him to go out and challenge that play just in case, and it was enough that the umpires did meet and have a conversation just in case to, to verify that they agreed on the call. Yeah, there's no there's no any harm in, in doing something like that. I mean, we've seen calls overturned for and against the Renegades because of that. What was that? Throwback to first base. I mean... I can't see him from that we, far. <laughs> we saw it last week in St. Joe where the St. Joe coach came out and it ended up overturning a call that hurt the Renegades. So, I mean, there's no, no reason to just at least come out and ask. So, first pitch... To uh, Prater is in there for strike one. Like I said, that's just being a good head coach and doing your due diligence. As you come out and you you just ask those things, you ask them to discuss it, which is what they did, and they said he was safe, which I think is the right call. That one down central called strike one. Obviously, I want to be a homer and cheer for the Renegades, but I do think that that was close enough that I think the runner, at least from where I'm sitting here, the runner had it by just, just that much, just yeah. a hair. No, that's a call where I, I don't think you can be a whole whole lot of upset whether it goes for or against you. Gorling peeks over a couple times at first. Now the 0-2 pitch swung on and missed. That is out number one as Prater is retired via a strikeout. Seen Gorling go pretty heavy fastball, but goes with the off speed there. Maybe caught caught the hitter Prater off guard because it, it feels like even in an 0-2 count, 1-2 count going, is still decided to try and blow the fastball by him, but there got to pull the string and it worked to perfection. Well, now this will be designated hitter in Nick George. So George steps in, left-handed batter, runner on first, first pitch outside, low ball one. So he'll be heading the count at 1-0. And Carter Gordling on the mound for the Renegades as he has worked four innings or trying to wrap up his fourth inning of work. That one's going to be a well-hit ball. Going back on it is Mattishak, and he will see it off the fence as it bounces off the Capital Region sign. They're going to send the runner home, and that will score as run is scored. However, how do you only get a single I was that? I was wanting to see how you were going to diagnose that because... The, the batter only made it to first, yet the runner made it from first all the way around home. Even with the throw in, uh, yeah, it's because it was a ball that Matishek went back on, and it, I thought he even had a chance to get out of here, hit off the sign in dead right center field. And even with the kick all the way back, I don't know if the batter was admiring it or what because I was watching the ball on the runner, but uh, it could come back to benefit the Renegades depending on how the rest of this inning plays out. Yeah, ball blisters the Capital Region Medical Center sign out there. She said in right center field, and yet the runner is standing on first base. That pitch down central to De, to Zelensky is strike one. Yeah, I don't know if he just thought it was going to leave the park or what, but to have it hit off the sign and only get to first base, there's something something we didn't see there. That one misses. Well, And where that ball was hit alone should be extra bases, but then he kicked back towards the infield because Matashek had ran so close to the wall, so he had to go and get it. And it's just very odd, and uh, more than enough time for the runner at first to come all the way around and score. So 1-1 one, one offering on its way. That one in there called strike two. In the peak prospects take a 1-0 lead here as we play in the top of the fourth inning as Jenkins will be in the on-deck circle. Once again, too, with only being seven innings, just adds a little bit of pressure because you've now only got four trips to the plate instead of six. That pitch is outside. 
But now we go, two balls, two strikes. And Gorling on the mound, Fuller behind home plate. It'll be Nolfit, first base, second base is Ott. Lovich on third, Hopkins at short, and left to right is Wagner, Forte, and in right field is Matishak. That pitch called, strike three. Batter doesn't like it, but I'll, I'll tell you what, that's that's a pitch in a two-strike count you got to swing out. That one was more than close enough, and despite the uh, argument of the batter, it's that was that was a good pitch by Gorling, a real good pitch by Gorling. So that makes six strikeouts now in the game. Four of those, backwards case, two of them, frontwards case. There's a swing and a miss as this is shortstop Leighton Jenkins. So he misses at that one. Yeah, beautiful off-speed pitch there. Jennings way out in front as that one dove, not only low, but out of the strike zone. And he was out, caught nothing but air there. So no balls and one strike again, Gorling. Looks in. Next pitch, that's going to be a bouncing ball foul down the third base line. They'll be down the count at 0-2 as Lovich gives chase to that. And good for the Renegades that it did go foul, because if that ball stays fair, either it's into left field for extra bases, or Lovich gets a glove on it and probably has no play across the diamond yeah, at first. Very similar to the same play we saw earlier today. Might have even been, was it Jennings that hit that same ball earlier? Uh, I feel, yes, I was yes, gonna you're say, correct. I believe it was. So he's got that foul line figured out. That one missed, so that goes one ball, two strikes. Yeah, he was the uh, batter that hit it and just trickled over the bag, and Lovich stops it from going too far to left field, but had no throw on it. So looking back in is Gorling. 1-2 offering. Swung on and missed. That's out, number three. As in the inning, there was one run put up. There was two hits, no errors, one left on base. We will take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are state tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. They just gave away the 50-50 raffle money, so one of the Renegades fans going home with a little bit of cash in his pocket. I didn't hear how much the 50-50 was, but hey, that's... That's that'll buy you a lot of McDoubles for McDonald's. That's that's probably one of the bigger pots that we've had. I mean, it helps that you've had the multiple games to do it. But yeah, not not a bad night to, to come to the ballpark and, and leave with some extra. Lovett or sorry, Rocker Bomber is going to hit that one. It's going to get down. Is 
Rocker Bomber, Lovich, and Ott will be the three do up. So Rocker Bomber sends that one into no man's land in right field, and he'll be standing on with a bottom of the fourth leadoff single. And now this will be uh, Jackson Lovich, the third baseman. He's 0 for 1. Lovich was the one who hit the ball that, that with the bases loaded, got to deep left center field, but just not enough to carry on out of here. At first pitch, in there for called strike one is Castile. While Jackson Lovich bats, I want to remind everyone about Walkoff Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walkoff Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. Steele looks back in, 0-1 offering, forthcoming. Now it's on its way, that one low and outside, ball one. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle call, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including laser skin bat grips and batting gloves to help find your confidence at the plate. Give Walkoff Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Rocker Bomber gets back to first base as they throw over there. A one ball, one strike count. Castillo looks back in. Lovich puts the brakes on that swing. He sure put the body through the swing, but kept the bat back. Yeah, good play discipline there, especially early in the season for Lovich, uh, soon-to-be freshman. That's a pitch that you see him go down and chase, but has really started to pick up his timing, just like a couple of these other young Renegades hitters. So 2-1 offering will be on its way as Castile will check on Rocker Bomber at first base. Now that pitch, that one missed for ball three. So now makes it three balls and one strike. Just after 8.30 here on the Show Me Sports Network, Blake Gazwell here with you, joined by Ben Schmidt and Ashley Carty in the background in the peanut gallery. Hey, did you get those stats figured out for us? That one's going to be a ball that's going to get down into right field. Oh, check that. It just goes foul. I thought that thing was in the corner for sure, and it was, but it was about six inches foul. Yeah, as much as that hurts the Renegades because that's extra bases at least, I, I think that's the right call there. It was down the right field line, but I think that got just on the wrong side of the fair foul line for the Renegades' sake. The Rocket Bomber running at first. You're probably looking at second and third, nobody out at, at the very least. You're going to have two in scoring position, but just, just foul. That's about as close as you can get without getting it on the chalk. I tried to send some positive vibes his way for Jackson is calling it fair, but it does just go foul, as that would have been extra bases for sure. As He was halfway to second base. Yeah, now we'll go back full, three balls, two strikes. Castile shakes off a sign, now shakes his head, checks on Rocker Bomber at first. Payoff pitch on his way. That one's going to be ripped into left field. That'll still be a single. So we'll have runners on first and second with nobody out here. Back-to-back singles now. That was just a single, but that is honestly, I think, one of the better at-bats that I've seen him take all the season because he laid off the tough stuff low and away that didn't miss by much, battled in a, with the foul ball, and on that pitch off-speed, so often you see so many of these batters be out in front, but he really waited back on that line into left field. It won't show up as much, but like from, from start to finish that at bat, I think that has been one of Jackson Lovich's better ones all season long. So second baseman Colby Ott steps in, first pitch to him. He's going to hit that one high in the air as center fielder going back on it. 
He will track it down. Rocker Bomber acts like he's going to go to third, but decided not to go. Yeah, I think that was a good call there because even though it pulled the third baseman off the bag a little bit, that was a two-hopper uh, pretty much right into the third baseman's glove. And Rocket Bomber probably would have been a dead duck right there. Maybe the first, maybe you sent him with one out, but probably not. First baseman, Ian Nolf, will step in now. He walked his last time up, only at bat he's had so far here on the evening. Again, our ball game slated for seven frames. This game two of the doubleheader. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. It's one to nothing. Des Moines. First pitch, that one in there for called strike one. Peak prospects won game one by a score of two to nothing. Now they're trying to sweep the Renegades here in game two. Oh, one offering on its way. That one way outside. Interesting. They, they have the second baseman shaded a little bit towards second base, but they don't hold Lovich on at first. Got the first baseman pretty much playing behind him, even with him. So one ball, one strike count. Again, on second base is Rocker Bomber. He had a single to lead off the inning. Then Jackson Lovich is on first base as he had a single as well. You talked about that, having a good battle at the plate. He had a ball that he sent just about six inches foul. It was would have been into the corner in the right field, but just hooked it enough foul. And then he next pitch, he sent it to left field for a single. So, And that's the one I was more impressed with because it was a curveball slide. Whatever it was, it was not a fastball, and he really waited back on it and lined it to left so often. That's out in front for swing and miss, strike three. One ball, one strike count. Castile checks on Rocker Bomber at second. That pitch, swing, and a miss. So that'll make it one ball and two strikes. Again, one out here. So we play as Taylor Hopkins will be one due up in the on-deck circle. Well, that and the fact that he is the lineup card in front of him. One-two offering, that one outside. Had the catcher, Morales, pretty much set up outside, so even though the pitcher hit his spot, there was no chance that that was to be called a strike because he was never set up in the strike zone. Yeah, he's been kind of shifting. This is bad. He's been shifted towards that outside part of the plate. So two balls and two strike to count. That pitch bounces across home plate, bounces straight up as they'll throw down to two-third, but Rocker Bomber in there standing up as Rocker Bomber, no problem there. Also changes his at bat completely. Although it's a 3-2 count, I mean, you either got to hope Nolf can lay off a pitch here and walk to load the bases, or at least put one in play. It's a much different scenario now. You take a ground ball with second and third one out when you wouldn't have taken one with runners at first and second. Lovich also moves to second as well on that ball in the dirt. So payoff pitch on its way. Swung on and missed round number two. So Nolf is retired. Now this will be shortstop in Taylor Hopkins. He struck out in his only at-bat so far in the day here today. Again, he must not have been listening to us. He still has those red gloves on. So, Well, Hopkins has a giant hole on the right side to work with as the first baseman is pulled a little towards the first base bag. I mean, if he could, it would have to take a conscious effort to do it, but if he could line one out to right field, there is a lot of room to work with, and with the speed of Lovich at second base would probably score two runs. I mean, it's interesting to get the right, right hand about it. They have the first baseman where he is. 1-0 lead in favor of the peak prospects. First pitch to Hopkins in there, called strike one. 
And not only that, too, it seems that they've made an effort with Castilla with, to pitch outside to right-handed batters. So you would feel like the best spot for those guys to take it would be the right side, but they're leaving a pretty good hole open. Oh, one offering on its way. That one inside part of the plate for called strike two. Yeah, that was a beauty of a curveball. Snapped it off right at the knees. Out of his hand, looked like it was going to be way up and in, and then all of a sudden just falls in there to about a perfect of a spot as you can put it. Well, we've seen the outside part of the paint. The plate painted, the inside part of the plate. That one's going to be a ball ripped to third. Third baseman bobbles it. Everybody will be safe and run scores. He almost third baseman tapped his chest too as if to say, yeah, that's my bad. And Hopkins was moving it up the first baseline. Would have been a close play. Probably still would have got him as I would assume that will go down as an error on the third baseman. But yep, that's what I was penciling in. One. That's yep. what I was penciling in. But looking back to Tom to double check. So goes as an E5. Not only that, we now have Mr. Forte behind us as Adonis steps in. He's got the camera out. He wants this at bat on video, potentially an RBI win if Adonis can punch one into the outfield. The Rocker Bomber scores. That ties us up at one apiece. Lovich moves to third base as Hopkins will be on first base. Two outs here, throw back. Ooh. Back safely is Hopkins. You hear the crowd groan just a little bit. You know, I will say a good contingent of fans have made their way here to cheer on the peak prospects. And, yeah, I don't know if I get that big of a lead because that one was it was close. It could have been called out, and I don't think I would have been too surprised. Another that throwback. Bang bang play. That one not as close. So stepping back in is Adonis Forte. Be a good time for him to break out those dancing shoes and dance across the base path. Castile will look in. He'll get the sign. First offering, that one's going to be ripped foul, so we'll go 0-1. Wouldn't be shocked if they put Hopkins in motion. You already saw the speed of him earlier today with a stolen base, but now with a potential force out at first and second, uh, two outs and on third, wouldn't be shocked if they put Hopkins on the run here. So runners on the corners. Two outs here, 0-1 offering to Forte. That one upstairs and outside. So we go even a one ball, one strike. As Lovich on third base, that's Jackson. And Hopkins on first base. He's got a decent lead. They both take good leads as Forte at bat here has a 1-1 count. He'll windmill the bat a couple times. Now he gets set. A left-handed batter's box. Another throw back to first. Diving back is Hopkins. That's the third throw over there trying to keep Hopkins close to the base path or make it that much harder for Capital Laundry to get his jersey clean. As it was clean coming into this second game, but it, they're dirty. It's even more dirty as he's had to dive back three times. Castile's 1-1 offering. That one upstairs and outside. Catcher had to get up, stand up to get that one. For that last throw over, it looked like Jackson at third base was in a uh, intense battle with a fly or a bug. <laughs> I, I think he won the battle, but uh, it was it, taking his eyes off of things for a second to deal with whatever was flying around him. So Morales throws down the sign. It's jiggly fours, whatever that means. 2-1 offering, that one way outside. And it's a great man to have on deck for the Renegades if Forte is able to reach because especially Forte walks and loads the bases. Cole Wagner is one of the most patient Renegades hitters, and he will make Castillo throw a strike to him with bases loaded. Well, he's going through all the signs now as we got whatever two is. 3-1 offering, that one caught the outside part of the plate, so we'll go full at three balls and two strikes. It's interesting, like I said, normally we don't get to see the catcher 
flash the signs, but Morales basically puts his hand almost down in the dirt. Now he's got a couple four inside, now one outside. Now I didn't see what that I'm one was. I'm guessing fastball here in a 3-2 count. Yep, that's what I would guess as well. Payoff pitch runner's going to go to second ball outside. So Adonis Forte will be given a two-out walk. Maybe that's what that means is walk. Well, he went with the heat there, just missed outside, and either this is a mound visit with the bases loaded or a pitching change, but I don't see anyone warming, so I would assume this is just a mound visit. So now this will be left fielder and Cole Wagner stepping in as Wagner walked his first time up, then popped out to left field. As assistant coach Tyler Brock has to unload all the gear that he's acquired over there at first base. He takes an opportunity here with the mound visit. 8.45 here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazaway here with you. Joined by Ben Schmidt. It should be huge for the Renegades right here if Wagner could especially put one in a gap with the speed of Forte at first could potentially clear the bases. Absolutely. We're glad you're tuning into the broadcast here today. Still have our friend down in New Zealand. If you're uh, listening, which we know you are because we can see on the little map here. But uh, send us a message. Look us up on Facebook. Show me Sports Network. You'll find us there. Send us a message of that you're listening and hopefully you're a Renegades fan. That's what we'd like to know. I wonder what time it is in New Zealand. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, send us some. How do you ask that? Send us some information on. Yeah, is it like. Is this time of the morning? It's whatever 46, whoever they are, but yeah, it's hopefully. You've you've piqued our interest right now, so. If you, uh, what time? 1.46 p.m. So it's Saturday. That'd be confusing. So we're coming to you in the past, in the future. That pitch is missed outside ball one as Wagner do up. So, I, b- I bet Wagner takes here until he gets a strike. So what? So then in New Zealand, what day does this game happen? It's That's trippy. Yeah. So one ball, no strike count. Again, bases loaded. Wagner being patient. That one puts him to... Ahead at two balls and no strikes. This game started Saturday at 12.45 p.m. New Zealand time, essentially. That's trippy. So if you are a listener, let us know some information. You've piqued our interest. So two balls, no strikes. That one's going to be fouled back. So that'll make it two balls and one strike. Woke everybody up back here behind home plate, so. In the on-deck circle will be Jack Matishak as he represents the eighth batter if he were to make it to the frame here. As Wagner digs back in on the left-hand side of the plate. Two balls, one strike count. Next pitch, that one inside. Had to shift the hips out of the way of that. So now Castile in Jeopardy of walking in the go-ahead run as we're tied at one apiece. This is a big turning point in this game because if you can jump out in front here with how well Gorling's pitch, maybe get another inning or two out of him and then turn it over to your closure if you can take the lead. The next pitch on its way. That one down central for called strike two. Don't blame Wagner for taking that pitch there. He's a good enough contact hitter to where you don't worry about him as much in a two-strike count not being able to catch up to something. And when it was 3-1, he's... He's not really looking for a whole lot there. So payoff pitch is on its way. That one gets by the catcher, but it doesn't matter as Lovich will come home as Hopkins rounded the bag as if he thought about trying it. So Yeah, he was thinking about it, but Wagner issued a two-out walk. 
And a run scores. Now this will be Jack Matishak stepping in as back-to-back walks issued. So Hopkins will be on third base. Forte on second base. Wagner on first. As coming around is Lovich. As he scores there, it makes it a 2-1 to ball game in favor of the Renegades. And we have a pitching change. We'll see who this new pitcher is. We're going to take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage Renegades baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? So a new pitcher in the ball game is Adam Gray. He will be on the mound for the Peak Prospects. He enters here at the bottom of the fourth inning. He inherits quite a bit of a little jam as base is loaded. Jack Matashak due up. He is 0 for 2 on the night, so, you know, what tell, that tells me that he's due a hit. Going back to that last at-bat, the last at-bat before the break with Cole Wagner up at the dish, I kind of said this one before he was coming to the play when he was in the deck circle. Maybe one of the most perfect guys to come up in a bases loaded two out situation because you know he will make the other pitcher throw a strike. There is every hitter has a different approach, but Wagner's is to see a strike pitch that he can hit. And even a three-one count took the three-one pitch to make it three-two, and then didn't even panic, even though it was a pitch that looked good and dove out of the zone. Wagner never even flinched at it. Otherwise, that strike three to potentially end the end the difference between strike three to end the inning or a ball four to load the base and walk in a run. It's, if, if Honestly, if there's a player that you need to work in at bat deep into account, I don't know if there's a whole lot better options on this Renegades lineup. So two outs here as Jack Matashak steps in. He'll be on the left-hand side of the plate as he takes all of his bats. Now would be a good time for homer number one on the season. We've been looking for that grand know, slam, right? especially on the bingo card. It's not Wednesday, but I'd take it still. So Matashak will step in here, has the bases full of Renegades. First pitch, he'll slice that one foul. So he'll be down to the count at 0-1-1. A little late on that heater from Gray. Looked like Gray's got some pretty good velocity on that fastball. A little different than last night against St. Joe. They had someone with the radar gun. Could have just asked him. So Hopkins will be on third. Forte on second. Wagner on first. Gray looks in, gets the sign. 0-1 offering that one way outside. So we'll even at one ball, one strike. 
Mattishai coming through in moments like this, exactly one of the reasons he was named as one of the Renegades All-Star representatives. Seen him time and time again come through in RBI situations. I believe all four players added for the Renegades are All-Star ballot selections and the one on deck too. Five of the seven. Nope, I guess I missed somebody. That pitch, that's going to be outside. Home plate umpire has a good eye there as he took a bug or a piece of dirt into his eye. When he raised the arm up to take the mask off, I thought he was signaling strike. Yeah, I thought he was pointing for a strike on the wrong direction, but he got a little something in his eye. So Ross Lovich will bring him a new set of baseballs. That'll help cure the ailment there. It's a big pitch coming up to Matishek because difference between 3-1 and 2-2 in a bases loaded situation, if Matishek can jump out 3-1, you can probably bet that in a 3-1 count he would get a pretty good piece of piece of a pitch to hit. So two balls, one strike count. Matishek will step in here. Bases loaded. Two outs on the board. 2-1 score in favor of the Renegades. That one outside for ball three. So now he can be a little choosy. Boy, it'd be a shame if Gray would walk in another run. Well, he didn't walk in the first one, but walk in a run here. It'd be another run for the Renegades that have been that has been walked in. So Matishak will open his stance up here quite a bit. 3-1 offering. He's going to hit that one off the end of the bat. Left fielder going back on it. Still going back. Still, he'll make the grab at the wall for out number three. Can't miss it by much. Matishak just comes up short from putting four more runs on the board for the Renegades. We'll take a quick break as we go to the fifth inning here as you're listening to exclusive coverage Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Cartier can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcartee.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartee. They just had the sweethearts of the game announced there. They've been married, what, 57, 58 years? Half a century they've been married. So we will go to the top of the fifth inning here. As this will be batters 8, 9, and 1 come to plate. This will be Morales, Hall, and... Got to be some excitement now for Goring pitching with a lead. Right, first time he has this this game. 
That's going to be a bouncing ball. Lovich will take it third. He'll glove, throw over to first, in time for out number one. So one pitch and one out. This may be the first time that Carter Growing has pitched in a game with the lead because his first start here at home, when he left the game, he was on the hook for the loss. The Renegades ended up scoring to make it a no decision. And then last start out in Clorinda, Renegades didn't score anything till very late into the game. Goring took the loss in that one as well, and they were down when Goring left. They hadn't scored a run yet. So I believe in start number three, this is the first time that Goring has pitched with a lead. So first pitch here to Hall. This is ball one. In the on-deck circle will be second baseman and Tai Chi Nakeo. I get it right that time? Yes, I told Tai you Chi take, Nakeo. I take it most of the game, but I get it right eventually. That makes it two balls and no strikes. Well, hopefully this is his last set bad and the Renegades can end it. In that one fashion. in there called strike one. I'll be honest, I did have to cheat and I wrote it phonically so oh yeah for the first game I when I got the pronunciation before the game from Joe I did the same thing so two balls and one strike again one out here that one in there for called strike two and that's a good thing too from Goring since been given the lead come back at the ground out on the first batter now is in a two strike count to the second I mean it's it's tough it's different mentality pitching with the lead and so far Goring has, has looked just as good so 2-2 offering from Gorling on his way that one in there called strike three for out number two Forward and have the Joe Hersler pop up and throw it down right away, but he was pretty quick to get up out of his crouch and throw it around the horn. I think everyone knew that that one was a good enough pitch to be called, and another strikeout for Gorling. Eight strikeouts in the game here for Gorling. Yeah, Nikhil, he's a bat. Yeah, get with the game here. Come on. So two outs here. As first offering from Gorling, that's going to be a ball hit straight up the middle, just about took his glove off, diving stop by Odd. He throws to first as he threw that from his knees, got it on the money to first, not in time, but how he even got to that ball, I have no idea. Diving stop and then a throw from his knees. Made I'd that be in traction if I tried that. Made that look a lot easier <laughs> than it really was. Not only did he throw it from his knees, I think he sort of kind of threw it like over his back almost. So now this will be Javier. And when that ball got hit past going, he kind of stuck the glove out behind his back just to give a shot at it. It didn't really come close, but it was a, it was a decent attempt at it, trying to make a no-look catch. One ball, no strike count. Two outs here, runner on first base. Runner's going to go to second. There's a well-hit ball to left field. Wagner going back. He will pull up the guns. That one goes foul. I don't think that one missed foul by a whole lot because if that thing is straightened out, that's over the fence in a 3-2 lead. That makes it one ball and one strike count. Again, two outs here. Runner on first base as Wagner gave chase. But it goes on the other side of the foul pole. To be honest, I never noticed until just right now how short the foul poles are. Yeah, it's... They did not spare much expense on the foul it's, pole. It's a little different than some of the other ones, that's for sure. One ball, one strike count. That one in there for called strike two. Yeah, if we would have had the uh, the umpires from the Nevada game a couple weeks ago in <laughs> that Nevada, would have been home that would have been sure. called a home run. The Renegades were gifted a couple like that. So one ball, two strike count. Again, two outs here. Gordley looks in. Runner's going to go to second as that one is going to be off of Fuller. Well, they say fouled off, so. I don't even think that that bat broke the plane. He just kind of stuck it out there and made contact in a two-strike count. 
Yeah, he was trying to protect the plate there and really just nicks the ball as it goes by. So Kevin Javier, the third baseman, he was hit by a pitch in his first at bat struck out last time. So for Gorling, trying to make it back-to-back strikeouts here for Javier. So next pitch on his way, runner goes to second. That one goes past the glove of Fuller, so that'll be a stolen base there. He got a good ricochet on the, the wild pitch, but really no chance with the runner going. Okay, I don't think we've seen second. one. I don't think we've seen one bounce off the uh, whatever that is down there in front of us, then right back to the catcher. So two balls and two strikes. Next pitch on its way, that one upstairs and outside. So now we're full at three balls and two strikes. Again, two to one lead for the Renegades here. It's just after nine o'clock here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gaswell here with you, joined by Ben Schmidt. We're glad you're tuned in to the broadcast, whether you're listening by way of the Show Me Sports Network app or media center, wherever you're tuned in, we're glad you're tuned in. Also with Alexa. Payoff pitch, that one's going to be lifted. Left field Wagner coming in a couple of steps. He'll make the grab for out number three, and that will end the inning. So we'll go to the uh, bottom half of the fifth inning as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions we go here to the bottom of the fifth inning as it'll be uh batters four five and six come to play here this is fuller rocker bomber and then Lovich will be the three due up. So Fuller stepping in here, have a new catcher. I'll get to that in just a minute. Next pitch, that one misses, ball one. So Fuller will be heading the count at one and oh. As I said, Fuller, Rocker, Bomber, and Lovich, the three due up. New catcher in the game, that's, uh, who was it that caught game one? Ooh, Lutz, it was Lutz. So Lutz is checked in as that's going to be a bouncing ball. It'll be a tough grab for the shortstop. He'll throw, and they say that that, uh, out as Fuller tried to leg it out. The first baseman in Prater falls down as he's trying to grab that ball. Prater did the splits, and that hurt me watching from over here. 
I could have not even come close to pulling off what he just pulled off. An even better play by the shortstop. He ranged way to his left and made it a crossbody throw. It was a bang-bang play and a real good one. Yeah, his momentum was taking him out towards center field by way of second base, and he has to stop. That momentum's still going forward, but has to get that body turned around and get the arm out. And the umpires have a conversation, and they do rule him out. So it goes as a 6-3 put out. Now also be designated hitter in T.J. Rockerbomber. He had a single his last time up, walked before that. The last at bat, though, he did go around to score one of those two runs in the frame as Renegades lead by a score of 2-1. to one. First pitch him downstairs in the dirt, gets away from the catcher, ball one. When we've seen the Renegades play their best and got on these couple game winning streaks, it's been partially because when they have gotten leads, they have played add-on and kept the pressure on. You, need, you only need six more outs, but if you help out Goring or whoever comes in by adding more here, it'd go that a long way. Low ball two, so Rocker Bomber will be heading the count at two balls and no strikes. Again, we've had a good contingent of fans here at the ballpark. Enjoying the ball game. Doubleheader action here this evening. Renegade's trying to split action. That one ripped foul. That almost takes out the legs. Uh, Nick George, who was sitting outside the dugout. I guess with how effective Carter Growing has been that they try and send him back out for the sixth inning. And again, with having so many games in a short period of time, if you can get a few more innings of work out of him, I think that's a positive thing. So two balls and one strike. That one in there called strike two. Obviously, in a safe situation, Renegades most often have turned to Tanner Schmitz to get that, but I don't. he wasn't in uniform for game one. I don't know if he would be for game two. Well, he could slap it on real quick, like I can tell you that. So two balls, two strike, next pitch on its way. That one upstairs. Well, he didn't pitch yesterday, and I know he pitched in one of the, at least one of the games on Wednesday. So, Yeah, he didn't pitch a whole lot, I don't think, but I'm not sure exactly what his magic numbers are for you know, how many days he needs rest for, how many innings that he pitches. I know it's different for everybody, and it's very situational. Payoff pitch on its way. That one outside, so Rocker Bomber again issued a free pass. That was a great take there. Fastball didn't miss, miss by much, but especially as, as a lefty, the Rocker Bomber got a good look at that one and was not going to go chasing. So now this is Jackson Lovich. He had a single his last time up and scored a run as well. He could use a long drive out over the wall, I'll tell you that much. We just about saw him put one on the money down the first base line, but just came up about six or eight inches foul. So he will dig in here deep in the batter's box here on this right-hand side. Gray on the mound for the peak prospects. He'll look in, get the sign. Lovich fouls that one off, strike one. Looks like Gray, I think I mentioned this when he first came in last inning too, has a pretty good fastball. Looks like it's coming in there pretty hot. With the uh, catcher catching change, this is Lutz now behind home plate. Don't get to see him laying down the sign like we did Morales. Yeah, much different behind the plate. Oh, an offering on its way. That one bounces across home plate. That'll leave it at a one ball, one strike. He keeps those heels pretty close together when he crouches down back there, so. Not a lot of room to see through to see what his hands do. And plus, I don't think he puts that hand down as far. Morales almost seemed to be, like, flat-footed. Yeah, it, yeah, he it, was very wide. Yes. 
One ball, one strike count. Next pitch, swing and a miss for strike two. Behind on the heat there, Lovich took a pretty big cut on that one. And uh, just, just a little late. One ball, two strike count again. One out here with a runner on first base. That's Rocker Bomber. Lovich will dig back in. One-two offering will be forthcoming from Gray. He gets set. One-two pitch. That one misses. I say he did not go around, so that evens it two balls, two strikes. I was going to say, if they try and, and tell me that he went around right there, that one looked to be nowhere close. Now he, he took the bat off his shoulder, but... That thing didn't even look like it started to turn towards home plate. Lovich digs back in. Two, two count, one out. 2-1, Renegades lead. That pitch way outside, and let's acts like he's going to throw down to first base to Rocker Bomber, scampering back to the back, but he does not throw down there. I think Rocker Bomber took a couple extra steps towards second as that pitch came in. Not Probably not one of the Renegades' threats to steal. You never know. Yeah, I mean, the... There's, there's always a surprise element. I would agree with you, though. I don't think he's probably going to be the stolen base leader on the squad, taking nothing away from him. So Gray will look in. Lovich digs in in the batter's box. Payoff pitch on its way. That one downstairs walked him. And we almost got a uh, little bit of a walk bat flip there by Lovich. Yeah. So nonchalantly just <laughs> threw that thing over his left shoulder over towards the dugout. A little... Little swag right there for the Renegades third baseman. He just says, thank you, sir. I'll be headed on down to first base if you need me. I'll be trying to round the base path. He can find me at home at some point. So 2-1 lead again in favor of the Renegades. Kobe Yachts digs in now, second baseman. He's 0 for 2. He has two runners on with one out here. First pitch to him downstairs, ball one. Ott, despite not having a whole lot of heat at home plate, here today, he has played a heck of a ball game out in the field. Yeah, he had a couple of nice hits last week in Clarinda. I believe one in St. Joe as well. Defense is, like you said, been there all season. Seen him most often up the middle on the infield, but he makes he makes a lot of plays that, that aren't supposed to be easy look much easier. Uh, certainly a very talented glove. He fits really well at second base. He does. He's a good... Addition, part of the puzzle here for the Renegades for the 2022 season. So he will step in here. As he digs in. One ball, no strike count. Again, one out here as we play in the bottom of the fifth inning. Renegades leading by one. Gray will look in, has two runners on to the Renegades. 1-0 offering. That one swung on and missed. So we're even at one ball, one strike. Looks like Ott's choking up just a little bit on that bat. You can, it's certainly enough to where I can see the full knob on the bottom. Not a whole lot, but yeah, he's, he's definitely choking up a little bit, especially now with the strike on him. Great. Check the runner at second. That's Rocker Bomber. 1-1 one, one pitch. That one inside and a little tight. We'll go two balls, one strike. It's interesting to watch how different guys approach it in, in no strike and one strike counts, how far they move their hands up the bat. Ott's someone who is, I think, been one of the more choked up on there than some of the other ones that I've seen. Yeah, it reminds me of Tommy Reether last year had kind of the same thing. So 2-1 offering, that one downstairs bounces across home as they're going to be a throw to third base, but safely, in, or doesn't throw it, is Rocker Bomber. That was heads up base running too, because that one was not a, a ball that got away far, but he had a great read on that one, and 
was into third base. That's Absolutely. that's heads up base running and what could be a big add-on run if Otter on deck hitter. I can't tell who that is. Nope. Would be able to drive him in. Yep. Lovich does stay at first base. The good thing there is Ott. The ball ended up between his feet, and he just stood there like a statue, trying not to get any interference there. Did exactly what he needs to. 3-1 offering upstairs. Walked him. Yeah, Ott on that on that pitch you mentioned a second ago. Now it really doesn't come back to matter because the walk would have loaded him anyway. But, like, almost gets in the way without getting in the way because if he moves, he's going to be called for interference. But just by standing there and not moving, it's almost as good as getting in the way. Right. He did everything he needed to just stand there as a statue as we're going to have a conversation here on the mound. And that's that's a tough thing because, like you said, he's in the way, but if he moves a muscle, he's for sure going to be called with interference. So he just has to stand there and be in the way without being more in the way. Looks like that's going to be in. And then another pitcher coming into a tough spot here for the peak prospects. That must be the, uh, the MO for... The peak prospects is that they like to uh, change out their pitchers when they have bases loaded. Is we'll take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stock and Norm Direct. So, new pitcher in the ball game for the Peak Prospects is number 10, Theo Geed. So Geed will be on the mound here as he inherits a bases loaded one out situation. Renegades. Have a two-to-one lead looking to add to their total as it'll be uh, Nolf and Hopkins are the two. Nolf will be due up, then Hopkins will be in the on-deck circle. If Nolf could find a way to get on base, good news for the Renegades, there's nowhere to put him. So, I came into a bases-loaded spot one time in, like, eighth grade. There were two outs, though, so I only had to get one, and I got a ground ball right back to me. So There you go. Hopefully that's not the case here. Oh though. yeah, no, I would, I would, I hope that Ian Nolf puts one over the wall or out in a gap and not a ground ball back to the pitcher. Much different in whenever eighth grade, seventh, whenever it was, compared to Youth guys baseball. that are, yeah, compared to guys that are in their sophomore, junior years of college. So Geed will be on the mound now for the, the Moyne Peak prospects. First offering, swing and a miss for strike one, as Nolf will be down to the count at 0-1. In bases loaded. Rocker Bomber on third. Lovich on second. Ott on first. 1-0 offering. At one. Called strike two. And now Noel's just going to have to really focus on putting it in play. 
I mean, I guess a strikeout here would be better than a double play, but with the runner on third and less than two outs, if he could just get one in the air, he'd like the Renegades' chances. Aguid, have time called. As catcher calls, time to go out and have a conversation. Interesting to go out. I guess you're, you're trying to tell him don't give him anything too good to hit here in an 0-2 count. But it was very interesting because it looked like they were getting ready to go into the lineup for the 0-2 pitch. Yeah, there's something that the catcher in Lutz wanted to talk to his pitcher about. Blake Azowage joined by Ben Schmidt here on the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're going to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball. Talked about it earlier. However you're listening, we're glad you're tuned in, whether you're listening via our Show Me Sports Network app or the Media Center at showmesportsnetwork.com. However you're tuned in, we're glad you're listening. We also, you can find us on Alexa. Just tell your Alexa device. Say, Alexa, play the Show Me Sports Network, and Alexa will open up our broadcast for you. Just another great feature offered here on the Show Me Sports Network. 0-2 offering. That one outside pops off the catcher's glove. Nobody goes anywhere. Yeah, it's probably a good call. Didn't get away far, and the pitcher, Jeed, was coming home, and I, I think had Rocker Bomber at least attempted, probably would have led to out number two. So a good, no no reason to try and push it there. Good call. Almost looks like the catcher closed his glove prematurely, and the ball hit off yep. the it wasn't it wasn't a wild pitch yeah. for sure. So one ball, two strike count. Gade looks in. Next pitch, swung on and missed. For out number two as Nolf is retired. Now this will be Taylor Hopkins. He had an RBI. Well, it wasn't a hit actually, it was an E five, so he reached safely with an E five. Run scored on the play, so it'd be a good time for him to get a base hit. Maybe good. some extra bases. Good Drive speed for Lovich at two. Would probably score two if he gets a hit. So Hopkins digs in. First offering, he's going to slice that foul. That's going to get out of the ballpark over the first base dugout. Oh. Hopefully away from the car. I believe. Isn't there, what, a parking lot down there? That one. May have been heading towards it. Yeah, I don't know how much parking there. Yeah, I think the parking's down past that tree over there, but could be wrong. So one offering. Once again, they leave Hopkins a lot of space open on the right side of the infield. Two outs here in the inning as we play in the bottom of the fifth. That one in the dirt. That's a good block there by Lutz behind the plate. Went down to one Nita to catch it, turned his glove over. If that goes through the legs... That one maybe gets away far enough to score a run. So it's Rocker Bomber on third, Lovich on second, and Ott on first base. Hopkins digs back in, one ball, one strike count. Two outs here. Hopkins asks for time. And Renegades lead by a score of two to nothing. They've got two runs. Sorry, two two to one. They lost game one by a score of two to nothing. 1-1 offering on its way. There's going to be a ball that's hit into center field. It's going to score a couple runs. As Lovich rounds third, he will score. And a two-RBI single is delivered by Hopkins as he lines that into center field. And it's now a 4-1 to score as Rocker Bomber crosses home plate. Lovich crosses home plate as well. And Hopkins continues his stellar hitting, often a staple in this bottom part of the lineup, but he's really picked things up, easily scoring two. Lovich probably could have jogged around third base with how easy 
and how good of a jump he got there from second base. Not only that, too, Ott goes first to third. So a ball that gets away here, we've seen a little bit of wildness from Geed so far. Potentially could add another one for the Renegades, who now lead 4-1. to one. So it is a 4-1 to one lead for the Renegades. Runners on the corners. This will be Adonis Forte. He'll step in left-hand side of the plate. He walked his last time up, throw to first base. Back safely is Hopkins after he has that two-out RBI, two-RBI single. Yeah, hit that ball on the nose. Wasn't even, no one was going to have a play at that one. That pitch in there on the outside part of the plate for Colin strike one. That's a tough pitch to hit left on left. I'm sure that ball off the out of the hand of the pitcher looks like it's going to go on inside on Forte and then just snaps off and bends its way to the other part of the plate. Oh, one offering. There's going to be a bouncing ball. It's gloved by the pitcher. He'll throw to first. Low throw. The first baseman digs it out, and that ends the frame as that goes as a 1-3 put out. But seven batters came to plate. There were two runs put on the board as the Renegades now lead by a score of 4-1 to one as we go into the uh, sixth inning. We'll take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take the walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business we go now to the top of the sixth inning as carter gorling still on the mound as he enters his next inning of work and I don't know if the plan was to always send him back out, but I'm sure it makes things a little bit easier now that he's been gifted three runs in the lead instead of just a one-run lead. I'm four to one now, a little bit more wiggle room, and I'm sure their idea is probably to go straight here from Goring through six, turn it over to whoever would be on to close things out in the seventh. Right, Goring's he's, a good he's two. rolling, so don't don't stop the train Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And even though the last two innings he's had to take a little bit longer break thanks to the Renegades scoring two in each of them, like you said, he's rolling. Came out after the two-run score last inning, and pretty quickly mowed down. I think he faced four batters, retired three of them, didn't allow a run, and no reason to take him out, especially now that you're you're through, you're you're now into a three-run lead. So now this will be years late. Prater and George will be the three due up here in the top of the sixth inning. Remember, our game is only slated for seven innings. So first pitch, outside ball one. And especially now because he's facing middle part of this order, if you can retire it quickly, do you maybe send him back out for a seventh and, and face the bottom of the order? Maybe. So one ball, no strike count. That one, I'll say he did not go around. Tried to catch him on the inside, cross him up, but he wasn't fooled by it. So 
That makes it two balls and no strikes. And Gordley looks in, 2-0 offering on its way. That one's going to be fouled back, so that'll put one strike up on the scoreboard. It'll make it two balls and one strike. Again, four runs here for the Renegades. Unofficially, I have them down for just three hits, and one run and three hits for the Peak Prospects. One error for Des Moines, none for the Renegades. Several left on base for the Renegades. Matter of fact, they've left eight on base and just four on the base path for the Peak Prospects. Scoring went into his windup there for the 2-1 delivery. Looked like the batter usually got a late time call granted because I think he had something in his eye. It was a very late call because Scoring had already started his windup. 2-1 offering that one outside. I wonder how that, how that gets into the mind of a pitcher when time is granted after he's already started to go around. Obviously, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but I'm sure that can't be the most pleasant thing in the world. 3-1 offering. That one's going to be a ripped foul, so we'll go full. I, I think you're right on that, though. I mean, you have kind of a, a set process that you do with each pitch, and it interrupts that. But like we've talked about with baseball games, win and loss, it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. It matters. But where it doesn't matter is you have to have – just a short mindset. You have to take and celebrate or, you know, with the defeat, short-live it, and then look on to the next game as that one outside. So Yearsley has walked with the leadoff walk here in the top of the sixth inning. Looks like that. Nope. Coach Munich took a couple steps out, and I thought maybe that they were going to have a short leash on him, but I think that might have been a signal down to the bullpen. Well, this will be first baseman Nick Prater stepping in. He's 0 for 2, has a strikeout. And popped out to a second base. I'd bet if Gorling lets one more reach, that may be the end of his line. First pitch upstairs inside, ball one. So Prater will be heading the count at 1-0. and That was interesting because Prater's first step after bending up and in was out towards the mound. It was like, looked like he was not too happy with that pitch. Clearly not anything intentional. So 1-0 offering from Gorling will be forthcoming as a runner on first base, nobody out. There's a big swing and a miss. Got him crossed up there. A little bit in on the hands. Takes it to one ball, one strike. Yeah, that's about as good as you can do it as a pitcher. Put one up and in and back him off the plate and then come right back and blow one by him. Gorling has been really good tonight with pu pushing and pulling the strings. So 1-1 count. Next offering on its way. That one's going to be hit foul. Nolf takes about two steps from first base, then decides it leaves the park as it does. I think that might have splashed down as well. See a bunch of Renegades fans, youngsters, take off for it. Hate to break it to them, but they may have to go swimming for that one. I don't think they'll mind that at all. Well, we had, we had one fan last night who did it a couple times off to the creek that's off the <laughs> left side. I mean, he made bank last night with how many prize wheel spins he got. One ball, two strike count. Gorling's next pitch, that one outside. Good grab by Fuller there. I don't know how he caught that on the way by. I mean, showing the athleticism there by Fuller, that's a guy who's also been running down fly balls out in the corner outfield spots and then basically slid onto one knee to grab that one on the backhand on the way by. So two balls and two strikes. Again, nobody out here as we play in the top of the sixth. That pitch swung on and missed. Held on to, as they say, it was foul tipped for out number one. Great bounce back there by Goring after letting the leadoff hitter reach. Comes right back, basically in the 2-2 count there, and says, here it is, try and hit it, and had enough velocity to blow it by the hitter. That will be designated hitter in Nick George. He will be stepping in. And we 
Actually, we probably ought to remind everybody they can run the bases after the game and probably send somebody down to remind Mike about that and that the players will be out. So one out here is Gorling. Looks a couple times. First pitch outside again, Fuller. Skies over to get that. Gorling doesn't need a double play here, but man, would one be sweet to send us off to the bottom of the six. Absolutely. Go to the bottom of the sixth here. Still a 4-1 lead if we could get the double play. So one ball, no strikes. That pitch, that one's going to be lifted into the air. Going back on it is Nolf. Auto call him off, make the grab for out number two. That also works right there. Yeah, no, you, you'll take it out any way you can get it. I was hoping, like, I would not announce or jinx it there, and I'd actually call one and get a double play, buddy. It's in, in a three-run game when you've only got to get five more outs, you'll, you'll take it out right there. And the sure-handed odd made that one look easy. So now this will be Rhett Zielinski. According to Ashley Cartier, she thinks he's too old to play here. Why, because he has long hair? I don't know. Ashley, why do you think he's too old to play? Well, we'll call him Old Man Zielinski. First pitch downstairs, ball one. Old Man Zielinski, right-handed batter here. He'll dig back in again. Runner on first base with two outs here. 1-0 offering from Gorling. On its way. That one inside just about hit him. That makes it 2-0. Gorling already pitched a season high so far tonight at five and two-thirds. One out away from getting to a clean six. Also, he's in line for the win. Would be his first. So far, he took the no decision in his first start and then took the loss last time out. So two balls and no strike count. Next pitch, that one in there for called strike one. Boy, the movement on that was perfect. And about as good a location as you could put one there as well. Well, Zelensky will step back in. He shrugs his shoulders, now he's ready to step in. Two balls, one strike count again, standing on first base. That is Yearsley after getting a leadoff walk. 2-1 offering, that one swung on and missed. Strike number two. Yeah, Gorling's had the fastball working. It's There's not a whole lot of batters for the peak prospects that have caught up to that thing. Two balls and two strikes, two outs. Deuces wild here. Four to one ball game in favor of the Renegades. Gorling's the next pitch. Swung on and missed in the dirt. Fuller will glove it, throw down to first base to get the out there as that goes for out number three. So good work there by Gorling as we will go to the seventh inning, sorry, to the bottom of the sixth inning now, as we'll take the Hey Baby dance. So we'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning as the Renegades may be looking to add a few insurance runs here as they lead by a score of four to one as everybody having a good time here at the ballpark just finishing up the Hey Baby Dance. Tell you during our broadcast, we don't really monitor our social media, but again, we see our listeners hanging tough down there in New Zealand, so we're very curious. If you haven't sent us a message, I would highly encourage you to send us a message. Let us know where you're listening, what's going on in New Zealand. Hopefully that you're enjoying Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. We think it's, we're for pretty sure it's Saturday there. First pitch, that one on the outside part of the plate for strike one as this will be Wagner, Matichak, and Fuller do up. Clearly we don't get out much. Not enough to uh, make my way to New Zealand, that's for sure. 0-1 offering. That one upstairs, just a hair, so that'll even the count of one ball, one strike. I've been out of the country, but not that far out of the country. I'm really curious. Like, like this has sparked my curiosity. So if you're listening to New Zealand... Send us a message on Facebook. Just find us, Show Me Sports Network. Wagner. Of course they have Facebook <laughs> in New Zealand. I don't know. You send us a message however you can. That one misses. So that'll make it three balls in one strike. Another thing they could do is follow me on TikTok. It's Gaz on the mic. You can follow me on there and send me. What do, you, do, they, what do they send? Direct messages. They could send me a, a TikTok back, so Wagner's going to take a walk. Once again, Cole Wagner just refusing to swing at anything no, that's a not a strike. Thing. His at-bat last time up with the bases loaded to force in a run probably was at the time by far the biggest at-bat of the game because it gave the Renegades the lead. Only at-bat that's had the same magnitude since probably was Hopkins' two-run single, but Cole Wagner, man, his eye at the plate has been great all season and it continues tonight. So this will be Jack Matishak as he will just get under that one and foul it back out of play. So he'll be down the count on 0-1-1. Yeah, to our New Zealand listener, you could send us a a, a tweet or a TikTok or a message. So you sending going back out there for the seventh? I would think pretty highly about it, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you add a couple more here and put it out of slam reach. Maybe then. It's it's a tough call because you bring in a closer, they just need to get three outs. They've got a fresh arm, a fresh body, but you don't want to take Gordon off because he's continuing to roll here. That one is going to hit Matishak. But he swung, so it swung is... Swung at it, and it hit him on the way by, so... Okay. guess that makes it a one-ball, two-strike count. It's bec- it, was, it was a pitch that was running inside, and with Matishak, the lefty hitter, basically opened up his body to the pitch and got hit with it on the way by. But unfortunately, it well broke the plane at that point. So that'll be one ball and two strike count. 
That pitch, that one upstairs. So that makes it two balls, two strikes. And this is Geed on the mound. As he looks in, two balls, two strikes count. Nobody out here, runner on first base. He'll go to second, swing and a miss for a strike out there and a stolen base as Wagner gets under the tag. So Matashak is retired for out number one. Now this will be a catcher in Luke Fuller. So he is 0 for 3 on the day. Wagner got a great jump there on that steal. And although Matashak straights out swinging, now with just one out still, you move the runner up into scoring position. Wagner really, uh, throw is bounced in there and a little bit wide. But even with the good one, I think Wagner probably beats that out. So one out here, Wagner standing on second base. First pitch to Fuller upstairs, outside ball one. Not often you see a guy get the jump that Wagner got and have the speed to get in there like that with the lefty because he's looking right at you at first base. So Gede looks in, 1-0 offering, that one in there for called strike one. So that evens the count at one ball and one strike. Again, Fuller stepping back in here. That one's going to be blistered foul into the dugout and back out. That thing trickled clear out into left field now. Yeah, he hit that one on the nose. Just was way too far out in front of it. But, man, did he he turn on that pitch, that's for sure. So one ball, two-strike count. And one out here. That's Gede. Second look at second base, one-two offering. Swung on and missed as Fuller is retired. Had the bat slip out of his hand as he tapped himself on the back with the bat. Took a big cut there, that one, and a two-strike count came yeah. up empty. So that's will be designated hitter T.J. Rockerbomber. The Rockerbomber will step in with one on and two out here. As we play just after 9.30, 9.38 by my clock. So Blake Gasway here with you, joined by Ben Schmidt. Here on the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth, that one inside, Rocker Bomber takes ball one. As we're here on the Show Me Sports Network, the exclusive home for Renegades baseball. Don't forget, too, all of our games are archived anywhere you can catch podcasts. You can find our games that are archived there. Just search for the Show Me Sports Network. Give me a little bit of time, a couple of days, or day to two is a good ballpark, so I can get them archived on there. Want to offering that one down in the dirt. As Lutz comes up, can't decide if he wants to throw or run it to second base. Ran about halfway to the mound. Never yeah. ended up throwing the ball to second as Wagner made it back in. As I said, though, all of our games are archived. So anywhere you can find podcast, Apple Podcasts, also on the uh, Google Play Podcast Store, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. That one misses outside, ball three. We've got our games on there, so you can give them a listen if you haven't got to watch it. So I got to listen to it in the first game. Also, as I said, follow me on TikTok, Gaz on the mic, G-A-Z-O-N-T-H-E-M-I-C, Gaz on the mic. That one upstairs. As going to third base is Wagner, and he's going to be thrown out there. So that will be out number three as he is caught stealing. Does Rocket Bummer still get the walk there? Because the ball four came in before the caught stealing, so you think he still gets the walk. I'm going to say he does. Hopefully, we don't have a question for Tom. Hopefully, we don't have to see the Renegades come back to the plate. So we're going to go to the seventh inning as Renegades lead by a score of four to one. 
We're going to take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Riverhill Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverhill Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverhill Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverhill Christian Academy, Academy calling at 573-634-3983. We go to the top of the seventh inning. Renegades just three outs away from wrapping up game two, getting the victory. They lead four to one. They would split the doubleheader action. Okay, I do see the resemblance now. <laughs> So you say they look alike, but my comparison of Voss and that actor, you thought I was way off. <laughs> Miles Tiller is who I was thinking of. So up to bat will be uh, Jenkins. He shows bunt, takes it for strike one. Carter Goling going for the complete game, man. This would be a sight to see. He just gets better with every start. If he finishes this one off, he's going to set the bar pretty high for the next time he takes the mound. I think you're right on that. That one down central called strike two. I think they ought to let him wear the cowboy hat if he gets the complete game here, only giving up one run. And unofficially, I show he's only given up three hits. How many oh, strikeouts so oh, far? I, gotta, I can't count that high. That one in there, cold strike three. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Mr. Jennings. As Gorling gets the strike on the pullback on the bun and then comes back with two more, and he'll get sent back to the dugout packing. Not, not a whole lot else taking place in that at bat. He's got 11 strikeouts here. Has one hit by pitch, and he's given up one, two, two walks throughout his start. So this will be Rocky Lutz now stepping in. He'll show bunt. He'll lay it down. It's going to go fouled on the third baseline. Nope, stays fair. I was wrong. That thing, I swear. It did. It went a, foul and then made a right yeah. turn back onto the fair line. So it's that one. Didn't even make it halfway to third base, but... Going. It hit a rock or something and then curved back into fair territory. That's a smart play, though, by Lovich to not throw that ball. I mean, you move into his right coming in on that play, and at the very best, it's bang-bang, but maybe it gets thrown into right field. Back to going, though. 11 strikeouts in six innings, or I guess 11 now after six and a third. That's, that's enough to get you free pizza at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Absolutely. More that's than enough, enough to get, to get that's you. That's enough to get you Mink League Pitcher of the Week. That pitch inside, ball one. Would have got him Pizza Ranch in uh, St. Joseph. They only need six strikeouts there. It's he'd, he'd get to go through twice. Yeah, I mean, you get one more, and he's saying, I'll double that. Bryce Hall, the center fielder, in to bat now. So he's ahead in the count at 1-0. and 
1-0 offering from Gorling. That one in there called strike one. Evens the count at one ball, one strike. That fastball looks every bit as lively as it did two hours ago in the first inning. Absolutely. So again, one ball, one strike, one out here. Renegades lead by a score of 4-1. to one. We play in the top of the seventh. That pitch. That one in there for called strike two. As the Des Moines Peak Prospects down to their last two outs here. One ball, two strike count to Hall. Gorling gets set on the mound. He checks his feet. One-two offering. That one inside. They say it hit him. They did not see where that struck him at. Guess it got the jersey or maybe the chest on the way by. But even bigger than that brings the tying a run into the plate. How long are they going to stick with Gorling? Looks like he's going to at least get his chance to, to battle through right here. Now this will be the perfect time to have the double play to end the ball game as Tai Chi Nikayo will step in. I mean, the two base runners this inning against Gorling, a, a bunt that doesn't even make it halfway to third base, and a hit by pitch that I don't even know if that hit any part of his body. It might have just gotten the jersey. So one out here, two runners on, 4-1 lead for the Renegades. There's going to be a ball that's lifted. High in the air going back is Hopkins. He's at the uh, edge of the grass for out number two. So one pitch and one out there, which makes it a two-out total. So now down to their last out are the peak prospects as this is Kevin, the third baseman, Kevin Javier stepping in. Gorling doing exactly what he's done all night. Gives up the base runner, then comes right back and gets an out. He has not let them build any sort of momentum, the prospects. Gorling looking for the complete game effort here. Only giving up one run. He'll check on the runner at second, first pitch. Swung on and missed. First strike number one. Hats. We're here in the, bo- the top of the seventh. I think that's the worst swing I saw all night. He started that one when the ball was almost in Fuller's glove. Almost I'm, glad, just... I'm glad you said it, not me. Oh, yeah. It, it was all sorts of delayed. I and... don't want to toot Mountain Horn, but I think I could have put a, b- a better one on that ball than that. It just looked like he said, oh, shoot, I was first supposed to swing it. That that one fouled off. So quickly, two pitches in now as the big prospects down to their last strike. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Fuller was two-thirds of the way closed on the catcher's mitt on that when he swung. I'm not saying I'll hit that pitch and I'll probably swing and miss, but I'll always look cool doing it. I'll give you a, a good a swing as I can. So, no balls and two strikes the count here is Gordling looking for the complete game win. He'll check on the runner at second 0-2. Pitch swing and a miss! And that is out number three as Gordling records the complete game win as he wins by a final and his Renegades win by a final of 4-1 to one as he goes the entire length of the ball game, striking out 12 in the process. Let me double-check my math here. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, I think I missed one. As you do that, I want to say pretty much every infielder before they got in the handshake line there went and gave a high-five over to Carter Gloring. They went over to just let their starter know, hey, man, you... Absolutely shoved tonight. He deserves every sort of praise. Carter going in his third start. First start went four and two thirds. Second start goes five innings. Then here goes the full seven. First or second game of a doubleheader. Enough to close this entire thing out. Holds the peak prospects to only one run on a couple hits, like you said, Blake. And all the Renegades split this one one to one on the two games. Pretty good day at the ballpark. When over 14 innings, you'll hold the other team to just three runs. Absolutely. You said they split the games, but. They did. 
get to W here in the second game, the nightcap of our doubleheader. As Gorling goes the complete game, he strikes out 12 in the process. So great effort on his part as he is making a good run to get the Meek League Pitcher of the Week as he takes it the complete game and sits 12 down by way of the strikeout. So great job on his part to uh, get the complete game and, you know, just give the Renegades the split here on family night as we've got action tomorrow as we celebrate family night even longer. And tomorrow night will be the Queen City Crush coming to town. So... Just a great job. I think uh, Ashley's trying to track down. I just sent her on a mission to try and get Carter. I don't want to set the bar too high and uh, let people down if he doesn't come on, but it looks like that's what's going to happen. She's bringing him over this way. So I will gladly give up my mic in order for the fans to hear from tonight's winning pitcher, complete game pitcher. Uh, Overall, one one of the better outings we've seen from a Renegade starter this season. He truly deserves the win. His first of the season, too, on the mound. Goes moves to one and one after this one. Absolutely. So he's going to be up here in just a second. We'll just keep it right here. As uh, split games here between the two teams as Des Moines wins game one by a score of two to nothing. And the Renegades come back and win game two by a score of four to one. As Carter going to join us here, we'll give him a a chance to uh, sit down and catch his breath as well. Well, Carter, talking to you here. Great job. How's it feel? Feels really good. Feels good. I, uh, I, I definitely evolved since my last two starts. You're absolutely right on that. That's something that Ben and myself talked about is that each time you set the bar a little higher, you're getting a little bit more command. You had 12 strikeouts tonight, which is amazing considering we only played through six and a half innings here. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, I attribute a lot of that to my, I mean, I was working the slider really well for the first five innings, and then I, uh, I started to find I started to lose like the feel of the slider a little bit, and so I went back to my curveball in the uh, in the sixth was really effective there, and then I came back with the slider in the seventh. Does it change anything being a doubleheader? Does it change anything for you on how you prepare or what you're thinking going out there? It does necessarily, as like I uh, I'm feeling that it's only seven innings, so I feel more confident in the, the duration I can go, and I can I can feel like I'm going to eat up most of the innings. But as far as preparation, uh, it's a little bit tougher because I don't know exactly when to get start getting ready because I usually start getting ready about 45 minutes before first pitch. And uh, I didn't really know oh, when the uh, – when the game was the second or the first game was going to get over with, and I knew there was a 30-minute uh, separation, so I just had to prepare a little bit differently. Right. Well, I think uh, without looking at the stats, you're about to be uh, probably the team leader on strikeouts. As we said, 12 in the game. You had a lot of those, uh, by the way, looking. So you found that magic that just froze the players at the plate, and they couldn't decide if they wanted to swing or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my slider changed the whole game. It started as like a sweeping slider, then it was a cutter. And then it was like a dropping slider, so it, it was different, gave him different looks. And I somehow I started throwing harder later in the game. I started to f- like feel my mechanics better and move more efficiently, so it helped definitely. Well, with it being a doubleheader action, so you guys had a six-game losing streak. Then you win, you, uh, you win two games, and then you drop the first one. How, how does that, or win three games rather, but does that change maybe the mentality of coming in, or what did you guys talk about uh, going into game one and then transitioning to game two? Game one, I feel like we were a lot looser after having winning, or winning uh, three in a row. 
I think our mentality changed a little bit. We kind of went from like an underdog mentality to feeling like we're a little bit uh, more about ourselves, and it kind of loosened us up to where we uh, we weren't really feeling it with the bat today. But I uh, I knew I had to be out, get out there and be competitive with the seven innings, and especially when we uh, we didn't hit very well in the first game, I was like, I'm gonna come out there and be competitive, throw strikes, make them hit me out of the game, and uh, keep the game tight. Well, and a lot of the uh, at bats too that that you were pitching against, you got a, you got out ahead. And uh, you, you only had, I think you had two hit batters and a couple walks, so just a great performance. And, yeah. you know, how do you top this now? Every time, like you said, you're raising the bar, so what's next for you? Uh, it's definitely just got to be uh, growing more, I guess, as a pitcher and being uh, more consistent throughout the game, uh, especially still getting out more ahead. I still want to throw more strikes, but keep it irregular, but also feel all my pitches because my changeup was on at one point in the beginning, and then it was off, and I, I didn't throw it again. But and keeping the curveball in the mix because I hit the first batter with the curveball and it just I, I didn't bring it out until like the fifth inning. Well, we talked uh, earlier in the season, but now you know we're several games in, we're several weeks in. How's the team gelling or things coming together? Because at that time, everybody was kind of still a little bit new. Everybody was trying to get to know each other, but you guys seem like uh, things are going well as a squad as a whole. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely finding uh, what chirps and what things to say really, really gets our mojo going. We have uh, we have certain certain quotes we say like city boy stuff like that that really gets us fired up and really makes us have a fun time and i'm i'm there for that so especially when i'm not playing first or pitching i'm definitely uh, i'm definitely trying to amp up my team and cheer them on and i hope they can uh, they can learn from me sometimes like that absolutely well carter any uh, last uh, final thoughts before you get out of here i know you want to go celebrate with the team and run around maybe run around a little bit with the kids out there yeah need to fix my uh i need to do some recovery but <laughs> i just wanted to give a shout out to my grandma she's actually might be listening to ohio i think she is uh i just want to shout out granny and then also maybe my girlfriend in college station as well if she's listening and i just want a big thank you to my parents i appreciate them being here because uh, they can during the summer absolutely well sir i'm gonna let you go i appreciate you taking time appreciate to chat it. with me here and great job tonight very so. impressed with that and you know, go get your recovery on. Be sure and uh, sign some baseballs, run around with those kids, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Yes, sir, all day. All righty. That's Carter Gorling, who gets the complete game victory here tonight on the mound as he got some some assistance from his uh, teammates as they put up four runs, but he only gives up a couple of hits. As Let me double-check that. He only gives up three hits in one run and uh, goes to the complete game. Twelve strikeouts in the process. As I said, only... Uh, Two hit by pitch, and he only gave up two walks. So if that's not a Mink League pitcher of the week, then I don't know what is. Yeah, I, he certainly would have my vote, and I don't have a vote, although it would be cool. But uh, looking, because obviously see who wins every week based on the Twitter and all the social media sites. But I put his start tonight up there against uh, some of the other winning performances, not to diminish any of the accomplishments from anyone else across the league. But uh, complete game, you get the win, and uh, – Although he's going to have to go up from the starter from game one, too. <laughs> so it's, you're going to have to go up with two starts from the same day. But uh, I think the strikeout number, you, you don't see a whole lot of 12 Ks in seven inning stat Absolutely. Lines. Yeah, there's yeah. some games that, that uh, we don't see 12 strikeouts in the whole nine innings. There's MLB games where yeah. teams don't get the whole, even get to double digit strikeouts in, in uh, nine innings. So I mean, Well, it's been a fun night tonight. Uh, it's been a hot night, but uh, we got doubleheaders in. Game one goes in favor of the Des Moines Peak Prospects. Game two goes in favor of the Renegades. As uh, really, it's just, I think it's been a great way, other than not getting the win in game one, it has been a great way to start 
off the uh, something that's kind of new for us is the family weekend activities. Um, had a lot of parents here at the ballpark tonight. And uh, then tomorrow we will have uh, some other activities going on for families that are here and uh, recognize them at the game. You'll have the call tomorrow night. I'll be emceeing on field, so I'll be running around having some fun doing that and getting everybody into the game and excited and uh, doing those things. So uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I just want to say I think it's been really big the last couple of nights at home with the All-Star game on Sunday, the game tomorrow night being exhibition along with the game Monday being exhibition to get these wins the last couple of nights, sweep the doubleheader, win last night, take one here tonight. Now over these next, you're not going to play a, a meaningful game until Wednesday instead of having to wait all those days thinking about, oh, man, we're really hitting the, the wall right now. You're thinking, okay, we're on the up. We've just won four out of the last five, and we o- overall are, are right in the thick of things. So I think that's something they can ride into this little break here high as, as for a lot of people. Um, Obviously going to have the All-Star game for some of our, our Renegades, but for most, not going to play a, a game that counts on the record till next Wednesday. So good to go on it on a high note. Right, absolutely. You're absolutely right on that. And, you know, something, too, that uh, for for these guys is we, we, you know, we see a few of them that I wouldn't say they're in slumps, but they start overthinking things. They, they uh, you know, they get in their own head. They, they, uh, they just think too much about it and analyze it too much. So as you talked about, having a few days off mixed in here, plus having uh, a couple of non-league games, that gives them the opportunity to kind of fine-tune some things, to work on some stuff, to try some stuff, to see uh, you know if they can just get to where they need to be at. Because as we talk about in all sports, you know we want to be uh, heading up that uh, up that peak and towards that peak where we'll be peaking towards the uh, end of the season and headed into playoffs and/or championship. And that's right now. Uh, that's where I see a lot of this going. I mean, even when you look at two games today, that's exactly what happened. We kind of plateaued there um, some of the first game, maybe two-thirds of the first game, but then we just shot up and we, we got that peak going on again. So that's exactly uh, what you want to do and what they're what they're shooting for. So Absolutely. that's going to do it for our broadcast here this evening. For Ben Schmidt, I'm Blake Gasway for the Show Me Sports Network. Until we talk to you tomorrow night, as tomorrow night it will be Ben on the call as the Queen City Crush come to town. First pitch set for 7 o'clock pregame is on the air right about 6.40, 6.45, somewhere in there. Until we talk to you then, so long and have a great evening. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball.
serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.